Hey, you might hear that jingle jangle. That's my two championship rings. This is Stuart, your 2016 and 17 champion, and you're listening to the Family Matters Fantasy Football Podcast. And now, your Family Matters Fantasy Football Podcast with your league commissioners, David, Jonathan, and Stuart. Happy Thanksgiving. This is the show right before Thanksgiving. We have uh, recorded many other podcasts uh, since the last one that you guys heard. You just got to find it on the dark web. And uh, good luck with that because Russia's got a hold of it. So hey, I just want to say something, um, you know, for those subscribing, paying to paying <laughs> to listen to this. 2016-2017 um, was uh, doesn't seem like that long ago. I was actually watching a college football game earlier with the boys because they just wanted to watch football. And it was from 2016 and it looked so old (laughs) for whatever reason. I know the cameras weren't that bad, but it was just so old looking. And the kids were like, when was this from? And I'm like, that was a long time ago. (laughs) So Stuart, your championships. I mean, I don't even want to mine. Mine were probably in black and white. Anyway, side note from the intro. Well, before, before we, we do, let's just, do some housekeeping if if david sounds very clear it's because he's sitting right next to me we are doing this show in person together and Stuart is off in dallas kerrville off in kerrville yeah. dallas uh so the, Cur- the kerrville dallas area yeah yes yes <laughs> <laughs> the metroplex uh so yeah so let's just get right into it because i, I think you had the opposite uh happened to you that happened to me which was uh you needed you needed uh i needed puka to not make a catch and of course he caught at the last second you needed aj brown to do the same and somehow some way stewart you willed it to be and uh to yeah. explain explain how you felt through that game because that had, had to be diarrhea tense. in his pants <laughs> that had to be yeah. tense <laughs> Well, I want to. I would like to start by reading something. Um, this is a quote. This is, this is a quote. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you guess who it's from in just a second. But um, back from the early '90s, uh, it's a coach, and he says, "We have had non-believers all along the way, and I have one thing to say to those non-believers: Don't ever underestimate the heart of a champion." And that's how I felt. Uh, that's how I felt uh, on Monday night. It was just the reminder of um, when you're when you're a champion, um, you're always in it. And I knew I can agree with that. I knew that I was I was going to be in it, and I knew that AJ Brown just wasn't feeling good. I had some insider info about some some stomach issues. And uh, so Devonte Devonte Smith was it, that made me nervous. The reason I was rooting against what you were saying was because I was playing against Devonte Smith, and <laughs> it was in the realm of outcomes for him to single handedly beat me because he had scored similarly this yeah. year. So I was like, please, just AJ Brown, I need a big game from you. And well, well that that almost touchdown catch oh was, my a, was nine points because it I yeah. ended at ninety nine yards. I am. I almost diarrhea. If he would have got pants. the touchdown, it would have been the three-point bonus for the hundred. Yeah, he would have and done a six. One more yard would yeah. have done it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how close. So wild. That's how close I was to being out 
I mean, I really was. I was just – all he needed was like a five-yard catch, I think, the, from mm-hmm. like the, the first quarter on or something ridiculous. And so, um, you know, obviously I going into the night, I truly did not think I had a shot. <laughs> um, and then as the night went on, I was really I, – I was super quiet on, on Sleeper because I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to jinx myself here by um, – but anyway, it was pretty satisfying. I mean, it was obviously very lucky. The fact that I think that was his worst game of the season by far. Well, I think he had a four or five point game, but um, most of his games are double digits at least. And so some of them are like in the 30s and 40s. So, I mean, I was incredibly uh, surprised. Yeah. At least. We were all uh, waiting on pins and needles on every play. That was a fun game to watch as a league. And it, yeah. was, it, was it you that said this in the chat that how many games were under like six points or something? Oh, yeah. They were six games within four points. There you go. Yeah. As far as our like matchups, right? Yeah. 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 At the time, because I think it kind of separated. No, no, how no. Many that tsunamis was the were there. Oh, that's that how it ended. The, yeah, that was at the end. Yeah. That's crazy. We did have a tsunami from yours truly. <laughs> yeah, David, out of the blue, yeah, take, taking on winner of the week. <laughs> so our league is so bad when I'm the high scorer on the week, guys. No, I just want y'all all to know that. This is yeah. Joey. Joey. So Joey was in town today, the day before Thanksgiving, and we were talking about this. It's something that is just a perfect reminder for past performance is not indicative of future performance it's not predictive and so i think we always get in the mindset of oh well so and so is the best team and that that's true but the nature of this game is it's a weekly game and you never know how it's going to pan out so strategically in my mind if you've got a great start to the season you should be looking ahead once you have enough data to do so to make moves because every year we're going to get this come up it happens every year someone's going to say I can't believe so and so got they got screwed. They lost. Oh, they had the best mm-hmm. team all year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so just you know that now. So anyway, that's just my little soapbox moment. Cause David, yeah. with one of the worst teams of all time, <laughs> would have beat literally anybody this week convincingly. Guys, Saquon Barkley is not the worst of all time. <laughs> hey, but in all seriousness, yeah. you're right. You know, we've been doing this I don't know how many years now? Twelve years, ten years. Something 12, like that. Yeah, yeah, I think 12. And in those 12 years, we've only had one true champion that I would that I would argue, and that was Jonathan. Wait, I thought you were the best uh, team. I had the highest score in a championship game. No, well, okay, so you're talking about a playoff no, run. No, I'm just talking about the playoff run. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, to yeah. put it in perspective, we've only had one time in the history of our league where someone has had the highest score every single week. Because that's how you ultimately are the best team. It doesn't matter what anyone right. else does because you beat anybody. The, the playoff there was There is no, oh, if I would have played him, then I would have got him, and right. then I could have won it all. Jonathan's the only one to do that, and we've been doing this 12 years. So it just kind of shows you, and, and that is such so, a rare feat. We so, might go another 12 years, and that might not happen again. That's the anomaly. Yeah. That's that is right. that is the exception to the rule, but it's funny because it happened so early. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Jonathan season. was so confident. Uh, he thought, Jonathan thought he was going to win ten in a row. I, I think. thought this was the easiest thing since sliced bread. I was like, "What are you guys <laughs> doing here?" Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I haven't sniffed the championship since then, <laughs> since yeah. year three. So, uh, 
So I just appreciate it, guys. <laughs> I'm just trying to make the playoffs. But anyway, that was a side note. That was not meant to be directed to anyone specifically. It's just a reminder that, especially with the trade deadline coming up Monday night, uh, you know, just be mindful of that. If you have an opportunity to, to get better for the postseason, I recommend you do it, especially if you have a significant chance at winning. I'll be honest. I used to have the mindset if, if I didn't think I had the best team, then I was just going to fold completely <laughs> when I was younger. And then Stewart mm-hmm. taught me in his championship run when he was the exact uh, opposite he of lose, mine. He had a losing record and then going into the playoffs. And That's then right. he's going up against the, the, the great uh, senior team and Lev Bell. Just need one good player, man. He had Lev Bell That's out right. senior completely, who was the best team all year. Yeah. And then Stewart goes on to win it all with a losing record. The worst champion of all time. <laughs> yeah. The worst team of all time to win the championship. Oh, um, please. Oh, please. But, but that showed <laughs> that showed exactly what you're talking right. about, which is why this season hurts so bad for me. <laughs> because I would be completely doing opposite moves if I was five and six, which right six of the six other schedules would have me at five wins. <laughs> well, and I think another three would have me at four. But to that point, you know that's what fantasy football is. That's why we play, and that's why anyone really outside of me can still win it all. How many teams are in that bubble? Right, so five and five and up. It's it's eight or nine teams, isn't yep. it? Yep. Because I think it's just me, my dad, and you that have less than five wins. That's right. So, all to your point, even though that's nine teams, and one of those teams will miss the playoffs, I to your point, I would be making aggressive moves if I was in. And and we've seen shoes. more eight seed runs to the championship. Yeah, and maybe right. just as many as we've seen one seed runs to the championship. Ask, actually, ask, yeah. ask yeah. Daniel, Ryan, and Joey, who have all been sitting in that seat and lost the first round. Yep. So it's uh, sometimes better to be an underdog. You know, you, they don't you, see you coming. It's just you, every year you take the top players at you know the last three That's weeks of the season. The last three weeks of the season, and it's always people you never thought it was, right? Which is why I'm going to win the cap super this, <laughs> this year, or at least what I'm telling myself. But you remember Amon Ra St. Brown a couple years ago? Yep. Look at him now; he's a freaking stud, right? Yeah. But senior just starting him all the way to a championship yeah this fire and so that's that's why we still play yeah that does happen i uh i don't remember which year it was that i I think it was the second year that i won the championship i can't remember the running back even for the lions but ryan traded him to me in what seemed like a dumb trade at the time or was graded as i lost the trade or whatever and then through the playoffs that running back was like a rb 12 or higher every game just because he scored touchdowns and so you just never know um just you just got to get hot at the right time but speaking of uh so anything else you want to talk about on that matchup Stuart? anything did you water bet anybody no no you should have that would have been so you could have got i mean i was was like I probably would have taken me to lose, though. So <laughs> you would have bet against your. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like that's kind of. Uh, I had a friend that said his his logic was I'm going to bet against my favorite team because then it feels like I'm paying for my team to win. So it's kind of that uh, weird backwards logic. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. it's the hedge. You feel good yeah. no matter what. Yeah, you either. That's you either, right. Yeah, yeah, they get paid, or it's great. Your team won. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. 
there's been a lot of, do you want to talk about trades? You want to talk about kind of rankings with the, where people stand today in the seating? What, what do we got here? You've got this pulled up. I yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we can talk just records real quick and, and talk about who needs to do what. That's a little bit of predicting the matchups too. Um, Joey's done a, uh, Joey's run about, I think a million different, uh, <laughs> scenarios on paper. I don't know how he sleeps. Um, <laughs> I don't fully understand the reports he sends me. You think he's doing that by hand? (laughs) Oh, man. He has a report that says... uh, Yeah, pull it up. I'm going to pull it up right here because I can't remember what it... Try and read it in English. What it said. uh, Playoff report right here. Bubble playoffs. (laughs) Do y'all know what bubble playoffs are? Because I don't. And I know Joey said it, but... You know, he's running bubble playoff calculations. He's running made playoff, (laughs) missed playoffs. I don't even like bubbles. I mean, <laughs> so the latest playoff report has uh, Daniel, and, and I don't know if this is updated, um, but it has Daniel in the playoffs, and Daniel has, I don't know if you can pull up their record or tell us how many wins these, they have, Stuart. <coughs> the number one seed as it stands now is Joey, um, with a record of, I think he only has two. Oh, oh yeah, I can pull it up. Yeah, oh, Joey eight is eight and three. Yeah, eight and three. Um, and then you have a bunch of teams that are seven and four between Daniel, Ryan, Staffel, and Ryan. Mike Staffel. Yeah. And then you have uh, Bryce is at six and five. Stuart, you are at six and five. And then you. Senior, five and six. I think Lewis is five and six as well. And Jackson is Jackson six, six and, and five. five. Yeah. Um, so you have seven teams with six wins already. Um, so I think the ma- there's been a lot of conversation about what that number is. Jonathan, I think you've probably run a little bit more than, than I have because I haven't been trying so, to back- yeah, <laughs> calculate that. So to me, this the number seven almost locks you in. And then six, depending on tiebreakers, you're in. But a lot of the teams that already have six have advantages in the tiebreakers. So... All that to say, so someone like me, I would, I have four wins. I would essentially need to run the table to have a shot at making it. Joey ran a scenario where I was seven and seven and still didn't make it. I think it's one or two scenarios where that happens, but still. um, So I think technically seven, seven is the safest number to guarantee your trend. So we've got how many teams you say four teams that are already in. That's correct. So half of the half of the field is set. The other half is one win away, essentially. Stewart, Bryce, and Jackson all have six wins. Yep. So then the so that'd be seven teams. So then you've got Lewis, Senior, who are the, on the inside mm-hmm. of that. I've got the outside shot. Yep. And you for sure out. My dad is out as well. I don't think my dad can make it. Yep. So. Um, my problem with the tiebreakers is I lost to all the wrong people. The mm. classic, classic mistake. I lost to Lewis and Senior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need Stewart to lose out. That'd be great. Uh, I need no. Bryce no. to lose out because that would mean I split with him. Uh, so it's just unlikely. But um, I think the real question is out of the if you if you give all the six and uh, the six win teams put them in. And then you look at it's either senior or Lewis, in my opinion, that fills the eight spot. It's still early. A lot can happen. But mm-hmm. um, 
I, that's how I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it as I'm in the bottom four. I'm in the bottom three. Um, and it's just mathematically too difficult. I have to win out and it's whatever. So yeah, the, the seven win teams though, I, I would, I would almost guarantee that they're in. I don't know how many scenarios have them not making it. So, yeah. So I think you're maybe controlling what that number is, Jonathan, being the outside in currently with four wins. Um, because if you lose this weekend and you move to four and eight, that number might actually end up being six. Sure. So, um, we'll know more after this weekend, some of the critical kind of matchups and we'll cover who we think is going to win this later in the show. But Jonathan, you're playing Bryce. So six and five Bryce. Um, that's a big matchup for you. Stewart and senior five and six and six and five, like we said, and then Jackson needs a win potentially to get to seven. He's playing Mike Staffel. Right. And then Lewis has five wins. That's, re- that's a really big matchup for you playing your dad. <laughs> I know. So listen, I, I had, if, if you go and back your dad, to what, and your dad though, I mean, this is his scores the past four weeks. Week eight, 159, 126, 152, 124. Yeah, all respectable scores, winnable scores. You look at, we'll, we'll go ahead. So if you go back to last week, yeah, just real quick and look at um, the whole standings. I literally, so I needed, uh, the Jackson one was funny because that I didn't see coming. I thought Jackson was going to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one outlier where I needed that to. I, hel- I helped you. Yes. Me beating my dad was the other one that I was like, okay, I need that to happen. But then literally sure. everything else was bad. Yes. I needed Stuart to lose. And that one Sen- I had in the bank. Senior one, Stuart one, Lewis one. Yep. These- <laughs> All of the ones that I need to get in a tiebreakers And, and they beat Ryan, Bryce, and Daniel. Correct. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sitting here going, if any week is going to be going my favor, it's this week. And yeah. it went the opposite way, yeah. essentially. I said the same thing last week, too. <laughs> You said something in week three. (laughs) Well, for the record, though, and not to get ahead of ourselves, I just read off your dad's scores the past four weeks. These are Lewis. Lewis's scores. 135, 101, 133, 139. So I think they're a split when you actually look at it. Um, So. My my dad. (laughs) Maybe not as bad as you think. Well, and then it. Well. We'll get to it okay, because well, we're going to talk about <laughs> trades in a minute. And I think my dad just decided to take his ball and punt it over the uh, the next door neighbor, uh, which hurts me um, because he's playing Lewis. Yeah. So I'm going to read the actual seeds yep. as they stand today. And then that can kind of kick us off in the power rankings. And I'm just going to go through my power rankings and y'all can jump in um, and kind of disagree with me where you, where you think I'm wrong. But the number one seed today would be Joey, like we said. Number two would be Daniel. Three would be Mike Staffel. Four would be Ryan. Five would be Bryce. Six would be Stewart. Jackson would be seven. And Lewis would be eight. Okay. So just keep that in mind as we kind of go through so what senior, I have my power. So seniors on the outside? Seniors nine? Okay. Yeah. Seniors out right Interesting. now. Interesting. Yep. Se- seniors nine. Jonathan, you're uh, 10, your dad's 11, and I am 12. So here's my power rankings. I don't know if we even have a drop. I can't remember. <laughs> well, you're the only one who did them. So, All right. David's power rankings. Here we go. Number David, one. David. 
number one we said on the number one seed is Joey. I've actually got Joey four. Hey, in my power rankings, number one I have Daniel. Daniel, huh? Daniel, Daniel Cupid. Um, you look at the big board, and we, we'll actually go to the big board after this. He's up there. Uh, I think he's got the most big board points. Um, I like his team. I think he's he's pretty stacked. Um, I think we'll talk about trades here in a minute. Why he was able to do some of the trades that he made this week as well mm-hmm. makes sense with his team. Um, and so I will say the past couple of weeks, though, we haven't had many shows for the American audiences recently. <laughs> um, but uh, Daniel's uh, scores have been a little lower recently. I think he had 111 points a uh, week before last. And so uh, as it stands today, though, I've got him number one. Number two, Mike Staffel. Um, we all love Mike on this podcast, right? Mm. Um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> I'll let Stuart speak for himself. <laughs> no, Mike's Mike's got a got a great team. You look at the big board um, that we talk about, and I'll just pull it up here so I can uh, talk about it. As the big board points where you win twelve points for the highest score, Mike's third in that metric at ninety. Daniel was at ninety two. Um, and so they're very, very close. His big board win loss, which is top six, bottom six, he's nine and two. So he's, he's consistently in the top six. Daniel's also nine and two. So I like both of them. They're not as erratic, um, as someone like Bryce, who I have at number three. Hmm. And so Bryce is actually two on big board points, uh, with 91. So that's actually pretty close. 92, 91, 90, kind of a gap, but he's seven and four in the big board on a win-loss perspective, top six, bottom six. So a little bit higher and a little bit lower on his swings. And you see that um, in, in his high and low score. Yeah. Um, so number four is Joey, like I said. Yep. And so Joey, obviously, he's got the best record um, and, and, and is a top team here in my rankings as well. Um, and then number five is Ryan. So Ryan has got seven wins as well. Hmm. Um, you look at the big board, Joey's 82 points, eight and three on the top six, bottom six. Ryan is 81 points and then seven and four on top six, bottom six. I kind of see that as a tier. Um, I think there's a tier break to my number sixth ranked um, member, which is Stuart. Stewart number six. Top six. Yo, yo. <laughs> right where I'll you want to be. I'll take it. <laughs> right where I wish I was. Um, so yeah, number six, Stuart. Number seven, Jackson. And I almost kind of have y'all in your own tier. Um, mm-hmm. the, the two of y'all. Um, and then the big board kind of sh- kind of shows really a, a tier of three. You're at 72 big big board points. Jackson's at 69, so you're close. Um, Lewis is actually at 68 points before there's another gap. So the big board would actually say it's a it's a bigger tier of three. And I have Lewis at nine um, on my board on my rankings. I actually have senior at eight. Um, that's a little bit of a projection as to what some of the moves that he's made this week, and we can talk about that a little bit more. Um, yeah, fam- family bias. Family bias. I get it. Nepotism. <laughs> oh, we got to have one David in the top eight. So yeah, I'm going to put my yeah. dad because I can't be. Um, yeah, and da- Daniel number one. Yeah, it's yeah. not making sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't worry. He's got me on the on his 
car rankings twice. <laughs> <Do I? laughs> Who did I forget? I don't know, but Someone's I forgetful. I saw my name up there twice. Um, it's, <laughs> don't worry. This is what just... I get with doing stuff with kids around. Um, what's interesting, Stuart, about your uh, top six, bottom six metric is you are four and seven. Your actual record is six and five. And so uh, you are worse more often than you're better. But your record is uh, better than that. So congratulations. Um, you have any what's really weird too and i'm and uh, i'm sure a lot of people feel this way but i i truly do feel like my team is pretty good i've just kind of you know i've had i feel like i've had uh well i mean everybody feels that way but kind of some bad luck yeah go on <laughs> the end <laughs> <laughs> well i mean uh, so you, so you, you look at my specifically yeah. about quarterbacks <laughs> yeah that's primarily. true primarily um i don't want to hear anybody talk about bad luck <laughs> yeah you know i i my first round pick was a bad bad pick i thought it was going to be a good pick but I, I my bad picks are bad luck too Chris who was Olave. your who was your first oh alave yeah yeah Olave. and then i and then fields and then I didn't have a third, and then my fourth was uh, Richardson, Anthony Richardson. <laughs> so it's like you know, maybe so you that's and, not bad luck. And, maybe uh, that's just poor. Maybe that's just poor management. <laughs> so you and Ryan basically had a similar draft. Yeah, of having yeah. no picks in the first no six, four rounds. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it feels. Yeah, yeah. So and, and yet you're Tyreek. Tyreek's yep. got me in it. So I've got to round out. I've got senior eight, Lewis nine, Jonathan, you're 10, Mike Searles, and then I'm uh, bringing up the rear here at 12. Uh, for the record, it originally said Jonathan at 10 and Jonathan at 12. I was so bad. Yeah, you're I, I, I did. I refused to put my name on these rankings. David's so bad, he didn't even make the board. I didn't make the board. <laughs> I thought I cut somebody else out. I'm glad I cut myself <laughs> Um, so what do y'all think of those rankings? Do y'all do y'all see different tiers? Do you see do you agree with what I said? Where do you disagree? Uh I'll go quickly. Uh tier wise, I'm actually was tracking with your logic. I would maybe reorder the top five a little bit. Um I do think Joey's gotten better with his trades and 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 to be fair, I don't know if you factored in the trades into this or not, but as far as the tiers go, top five, there's a clear cut there. The student Jackson one is interesting because I believe that is truly a tier of its own as well, where they're both pretty much locked in for the playoffs. And then you've got the bottom five. It's really the, the next three. I would say senior Lewis, me, and then just because we have an opportunity to make the playoffs or miss it. Yep. And then yep. uh, you and my, you and my dad are the, bottom you guys are definitely playing for next year but you guys have good keepers so it's uh just rough rough year for you guys but i i don't necessarily have a problem with the power rankings at large maybe moving a team here yeah. or there but that seems right yeah i would agree too i think the teams i'm looking at it now the teams that i would probably not want to face Come the playoffs, which I know that's not exactly what power rankings are, but yeah. if no, I'm just wanna, looking at you it, don't like want to face me. Let's get it. I would say I would say Daniel and Bryce are probably the two teams that I ha- I feel like have the most firepower and would be the you know 
I think those two probably have the best chance of winning, which I hate to say. Of course, I have not – I will say this. I have not really looked – I've been driving all day. I haven't really looked at the trades and everything that went down. <laughs> so I may change my mind on some of that. But that's, that's kind of going into today uh, before all those trades. That's, those were the two teams that I would say I really I think, would not want to face. I think Daniel and Joey uh, and Ryan made some aggressive moves – in the past three days or whatever it was that uh, I think will pay dividends on in their runs. Uh, Bryce seems to have been shut out from a lot of this, which is most of his gripe, which I said, welcome to being a champ. <laughs> People don't want you to win again. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so we'll get into the trade talk because uh, I do think that there's a lot there. But as far as... Um, what are we going here? We're looking at the big board percentages here. This is just our Stewart schedule. Yeah, one of the things I was gonna say is the the Stewart schedule on the on the website. Um, which a big thanks to Joey for putting all this stuff together. Um, I know we like to joke about them. Yeah, it's so nice that it's all clean looking. And this, it's all I in the can't same tell spot. you how big of a. I can't tell you. You know, I was able to make seven trades this week because of of Joey. I credit Joey for all my trades. <laughs> And not having to track this You've stuff. made us better managers. Yes, thank you, Joey. Um, it's not showing on the field, though. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, we got a comment from Bryce today on the chat um, complaining, um, you know, showing adversity that he's having to go through about his schedule. And <laughs> Which how is a surprise. A surprise is. coming from him. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's never talking. He's so quiet. <laughs> And to hear him say that was very surprising. So his record <laughs> is six and five, right? Mm-hmm. So he has a few schedules in which he has one schedule in which he's nine and two. That would be Mike Staffel's schedule. Uh, funny yeah, enough. who wouldn't be? My word. Mike's got the easiest schedule in the world. Um, and then he's got a schedule where he's five and six, uh, just one. And then otherwise, he's kind of in between all of these. And so he is... Um, probably a little bit better than his record. I would agree with him. Um, you know, the, the ones who have the toughest schedules, I, I, the coincidence of it is, are they bad teams? Is it, is it bad schedule? It's, it's Jonathan, Mike Searles and myself. Yeah. Um, and so at a certain point, you're just the worst teams and that's just how it works. That's right. And so I think Bryce is a, a, an example. If you look at, uh, they have a metrics league, league win percentage, and so basically all that is, is how many teams would have won a game with your schedule. So for example, um, Jonathan, your schedule, if some, the, all the scores around the league, 59 and 73. So that's a 44.7% win chance. You look at how many teams are under 50%. Um, they're all the worst teams. It's Jackson. It's the three of us. The one team that's in the top tier that we just talked about that has an under 50% is Bryce. Everyone else in that top tier um, and in the top uh, six of the playoffs all has a schedule where they would have had over 50% win percentage as it was. So um, definitely interesting. It's fun to look at. It is. Um, it, what, it, what I feel like if you like a 30,000 foot view is uh, a lot of this paints a picture of consistency and what I like about this going beyond just points for because someone like Bryce, you showed it on the last one. Uh-huh. Bryce has scored 190 a couple times this year, uh-huh. but that's only good for one week, right? So looking at points for 
you'd be like, man, I'm leading the league in points for it. Well, that's great. Except how are you doing it every week? If you, if you dice it up and you're scoring 200 points one week and 50 points another, that could be, you could be one and one. That's right. Uh, but it looks like you averaged 170, right? So it, it just, you got to keep that in mind. Um, but this board, I think, does a good job of pointing a lot of these like consistency metrics out. Um, this this board is funny to look at um, for really the fringe teams that we're talking about in the playoffs and mm-hmm. how this thing could have swung one way or mm-hmm. another and how ultimately a championship could be swung because of that, of who is playing each other in the playoffs. Which too. is just random. Which is it's just random. So you look at like Lewis. Lewis has uh, a few records in which he's three and eight. Um <laughs> And then he has other records where he's six and five. Well, his actual record is what? Five and six. He's on the high end of what he otherwise would have been doing. Right. Um, One of the funny schedules to look at is Mike Staffel. If he had Stewart's schedule, he'd be 10 and one. (laughs) How does that make you feel, Stewart? Here's the funny thing. What if Stewart had Staffel's schedule, though? So if Stewart had Staffel's schedule, he would be six and five. So they'd both be better off by switching schedules. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly right. Just oh, see, I've been I've been reading this the wrong way. So I know that's <laughs> it's confusing going the other way. It is a little bit. It so you're the team on the left. You're that that's your team on the left. Schedules are to the right. Uh, are the columns? So your record, okay. Stewart, is six and five, right? Six and five. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go scroll over where it's your column, it's six and five because that's your schedule. It's bold. It's the bolded. Uh, Got no, yeah, yeah, I see it. I yeah, was Mike just Staffel, that... 10 and 1 with your schedule, Stuart. Quite the opposite for Mike Searles. He's <laughs> 1 and 10 with your schedule. Well, that's what I was going to say. That that's to me is just so I'm the only one that 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 has happened with on either end where there's been a 10 win or a 10 loss. Yeah. No one else has 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have the biggest swing. And just what people would have done with your schedule. That's what she well, said. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a big swing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but again, thanks, Joe. Jonathan, is, if, you had, easy to read. if you had Stuart's schedule, you'd be five and six. Oh, I know. It, it, if, you go to, if you go to all the, the fringe people, to your point, yep. or the people that I, that I, you know, Bryce, five and six. Mm-hmm. I mean, I my schedule could be better for sure but you know i think back i told this to joey today my season has boiled down to two games that stick out in my mind it's the game i lost to joey where i had the second highest score like that one hurt and then the game i lost to senior where he only scored 106 points on me and beat me because i scored 60 something so like those two games are just that's that's a huge swing in my record and it just they're just unlucky or or outlierish. It's, it it's just, just happens. It's so crazy. Like Jackson, we just had Jackson. He was what seven in the power rankings, right? His actual record is six and five. That feels right for when you mm-hmm. look at his team, when you look at how it's structured. As you just kind of, if you were to just evaluate teams, not based on record, he has a schedule, um, and it's Mike Staffel's <laughs> schedule in which he would be nine and two. He would have the think best. About, he would have think the about best that record. For a second. Yeah, think about that for a second. Nine, he he could be nine and two right now, and there's not many other teams who could say that. And we're talking about who we have as our seventh best team right now, the seven seed, with maybe the seventh best roster. Right. So it just kind of highlights the fact of how much this swings 
and how crazy it swings. Yep. And so, well, the, the other thing that if you, uh, in regards to Jackson specifically, that you can either think is amazing or frustrate the crud out of you is that he has had one waiver wire pickup in which he's paid $2 for <laughs> all year. So he, he just has, a, has, he has a, with his team. He has $148 left in his fab. Yeah, he, he might have the biggest swing, actually. <laughs> no, I, that's me. No, I'm it's you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He know. could be three and eight in one playoff and one schedule, which is my schedule. Or he could be nine and two with Mike's schedule. Oh, that definitely is the biggest swing. Yeah, because I my lowest. You're talking was about like six four wins, seven, six wins. seven and four. Six wins mm. by just two totally different schedules, which is crazy. I don't know. My dad should have one. He's at I was one gonna say, ten. If he has a one and ten, his best schedule he could have had is four and seven. Oh well, no, it has to be Mike Stafford. Oh no, it's not because no, wait. never mind. I'm wait, what was wrong. my dad's best schedule? One and oh, ten okay. is his worst. Four and seven is his okay. Best. Sorry, I thought I thought I saw seven. If I was looking at the wrong. No, so Jack. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's and that feels right, right? Like four and seven, and that's his record, right? Four and uh, no, he's three and eight, but he's. Four and seven's not unreasonable for his team either. So, yep, it just happened to be right. He didn't get unlucky. Yep, Bryce is also one of the bigger, big, bigger swings. Uh, Eight and three with Daniel. Eight and or nine, nine and two. two. He's he, a nine. He and could two be a well. nine and two. Um, and then it's six and five. Five and six. Oh no, sorry, five and six. Yeah, yeah. So that's four wins. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, someone like Ryan, Ryan, <laughs> five and six, five and six, six and five, six, five, seven. He's good. It's yeah. All... He, eight, no, eight he doesn't three, have three. Never but, mind. I took it back. But yeah. I mean, his worst case scenario is a five win season right now. Yep. Crazy. So you get on the low end of what it could be. You're out of the playoffs. You get on the high end. You could be the number one seed. <laughs> so, yeah. Crazy. That's the, I mean, again, it goes back to it's a weekly game and uh, each week matters. I mean, my playoffs technically started last week. That's so right. mine were two <laughs> weeks ago. I'm already out. Yeah. <laughs> so. It is interesting if you look, if going back to the big board real quick, talking about the variance, the amount of 200 point games this year is, has been fairly low. Uh, Mike Staffel actually got there and then lost it. <laughs> yes, that was awesome. <laughs> Which was pretty funny because I had thought that in my head as soon as that happened. And I almost texted it. I, he was playing me that week. And I just, I was like, oh, that'd be kind of funny if he fumbled. And then he ended up fumbling and then ended up with 199.86. But Dan, I mean, Daniel's the only 200 point score. Um, yeah. You know, we talked about Bryce. What's crazy to me is we, how his, he's seven and four on the big board, right? Daniel and Mike are nine and two, which would lead you to believe that they have higher, more consistent, higher scores than Bryce, who's seven and four. But if you look at their actual low score, Bryce has the highest low score of anyone in the league yeah, at 121. It's pretty interesting. Which mm-hmm. it, it, you wouldn't, it doesn't seem like it correlates. That probably tells you he's probably got a lot of 120s to 135s in those losses because. This came up earlier in the season when Bryce was talking about his schedule and 135 kind of being that number. <laughs> And Bryce, when he gets 135, he wins. When he doesn't, he loses. And and that's been pretty close for him. Um, that might have broke the rule this past week or two. Yeah, Daniel and Mike just have greater variability with higher 
slightly higher ceilings, but definitely lower floors. So Bryce's lowest score on the year is 121.6. That is higher than Batman 57's average score on the season of 116 <laughs> to kind of put that in perspective a That's little bit. That's the uh, one in 10 schedule, right? That's the one in 10 schedule. Wow. That's right. That, that computes. So uh, Jonathan, you've got a pretty big gap in your <laughs> woof. 67 to 172. Over 100 points there. That 67 was rough. So I think you actually have the largest, uh, <laughs> the largest we back. I, uh, <laughs> I have a double, <laughs> I have a double tsunami on myself. Almost. Oh, no, I definitely do. I have over 100. Yep. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. All right. Well, let's move into uh, let's talk trade talk. Let's talk trades. Boop, 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 trade talk. All right, so six days ago, uh, we kicked off the uh, the trade season here, even though trade season's been open. And the first trade that actually happened was between you and I, Stuart. Um, <coughs> Stuart, do you have any guess as to the number of trades that have happened in the past six days? Uh, ten. Close. That's That's not a bad guess. It's more than that. It's 14. 14 okay 14 trades in uh six days which is good i like seeing all that you know it means we're getting close to the playoffs hey real quick side road here joey talked about this today which is an interesting um thought i can't remember why we went down this but it was talking about a trade uh counter or like just a generic in sleeper how many trades have occurred in the season um or how many trades have been proposed or declined just to get a good uh, idea of the activity level of people trying to make deals. But oh. it's it's not – it would be completely de-identified. Anyway, it's just a thought. Um, it, he would have to tell Sleeper to put it in or something, and it may not even exist. But That would be really fascinating. It, that, that was his point. Yeah. It's like, how many well, times so, are things? Because you don't, we don't know what I'd happens. I'd be curious how it this. tracks it too. Because there was one point, and I've made a lot of trades this past week, but there was one point where I had the same like parts of a trade. I think I might have had seven trades out that involved like one pick or one like the eighth round <laughs> pick or whatever, right? And then as soon as one of them goes through, all the other ones then become void and they kind of go away. So I have to go resend them, with, you know, a different structure. So I'm curious how those would track, if right. it's trackable at all. Basically, but... anytime, I mean, I think the only way you could do it is anytime something's actually sent as a proposal, uh, counter or withdrawn or uh, declined, like just just activity so, in that. I'd love to see that and then how long it takes them to actually see it. Because <laughs> yeah. so, if you go to a, if you go send someone a trade request, it goes to their DM, right? And if you go look at their DM, it actually shows you when they've looked at it. It shows so, you if they've joined the chat. It shows, yeah, yeah. it shows you if they've joined the yeah. chat. I had one trade. This was uh, two weeks ago where I said, I won't name who this person was. But I had a trade and I, I didn't want to text them on purpose because I wanted to see how long this was going to take. And it was literally six days, six days before they had seen it. And I had sent it uh, Tuesday morning <laughs> after... All right, yeah, Tuesday morning, um, and I don't think it was checked until Sunday morning. So wow. I'd love to see that too, because that just kind of shows the same activity level and then how yeah, well you're participating. it's just a total side road that would be interesting. Yeah. And uh, yeah. since you said that comment, put a pin in that for me later because I have perfect. I have a story All to right. bring up on that. So we started <laughs> off trade season, Stewart, six days ago. Raheem Mostert for a third round pick. Hmm. How do you feel about that right now? 
Uh, you know, right now, feeling pretty good. Yeah. I, yeah, I you, think, you kind of set uh, the tone for the market a little bit. Yeah. Let's, see how, that, was, let's see how the market levels out. Yeah. So I that obviously, uh, you know, without talking about value or anything, A-Chan getting hurt, and we'll talk about him here in a trade in a second, <laughs> but that does help Mostert, and I think your trade has aged well in that sense. Um, and so you, you've got a starter, and, and I don't know what, what running back he is on the year. Um but you seem yeah, pretty excited when that trade went through, Stuart. Yeah, I feel like we we've done pretty good with our uh, with our trades for the most part. Yeah, um, like I haven't, you know, we haven't gone back and forth a ton. Yeah, which is good. Um, you did send me an offer for most. Mostert. I think I sent Mostert in a seventh for a second, and then you just countered Mostert for a third. And I yeah, was like, okay. But- yeah, <laughs> that's kind of it. It, a seemed, lot of, it seemed a little. If you rich read my some... chat history. You should with some some of these <laughs> trades. It's like okay, done. Yeah, so like, I don't care. Yeah, I do and I don't. Um, I so did, anyway, I did try to get a chance from you. By the way, do you remember that one? You did. Yes, you did. I and you, it was a you fourth declined. or something. I you don't declined. remember what it was. No, um, it was just I was. I should tell. I don't know if I should tell you all the HN offers I got because I got a ton of HN offers and they were so far ranging. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't I don't want to call people out. I was gonna say this is I don't want to call people out on what who offered what and how they place value and what they think value is because it it, don't say I don't think you should say who it is, but I think you should give us the range because because I think that certain people think that they've they they value things correctly yeah. or that maybe I'm overpaying or whatever. Technically it's whatever the market so really says. I'll just but... I'll just do it in terms of draft sure. picks. I got uh specifically draft pick for HN. The highest that I that I had was was a early to mid second. So that's the lowest that I received was a eighth round. <laughs> All within the span of a week. So, so to kind of give so, you an idea, so just so just an eighth round pick, just for, an eighth round pick. Okay, well, we'll I, my, offer was, my pick, offer was pretty good. Eighth round pick, offer? fifth round pick, fourth round pick, third round, well, and second. Stewart, if you want to out yourself, what was your offer? I don't remember yours, Stewart. Brian Robinson. Yes, he's good. Who's the fourth fourth running fourth ranked running back? And Antonio Gibson, so the commander's backfield for... I I denied it when I read Antonio. (laughs) Devon Achan. Yes. Which I feel like, you know... Yeah, that That was fair. Brian Robinson uh, had scored 20 points last week. Did you? And and 31 uh, the week before. I'd like to... I have a serious question for you, just in the uh, philosophical thought process here. You don't have to reveal your cards either, but I'm just curious... Were you expecting David to? Uh, were you you're hoping for him to accept that? But were, would you have been shocked if he countered and said you're going to need to throw a pick in for that? What would your response have been at that time? I probably wouldn't have done that. I pro- would I have been surprised? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm asking it from a standpoint of I everyone approaches trades a little differently. And I think you have to understand who you're dealing with and how they approach trades. Some people come in with kind of a best and final offer. Like, hey, this is what I have. 
Others come in testing the waters just to see where you're at. And then you counter and then it's like, oh, that's way too much. How about this? And everyone does it a little differently. It's fine. I just was curious your style. If you preferred, hey, I'm giving you my best offer or I'm willing to listen to counters if you've got something that makes sense. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I would have I would have explored a counter, but I would not have done, you know, I wouldn't yeah. have gone in the first four rounds for him, especially if I'm giving up Brian Robinson. Sure. So. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So that was the first trade. Second trade uh, was between me and you, Jonathan. Hey, wait, wait. Let's uh, on the side, uh, Stuart. Go ahead and keep track of the number of trades David's involved in. Okay. <laughs> go on, Dave. It's probably Second. all of them. Second <laughs> yeah, trade, it's not- Jonathan and myself. Uh, Gabe Davis in a ninth for a seventh round pick. So Jonathan moved back two rounds to acquire Gabe Davis. Two mid to late rounds to acquire Gabe Davis. Yep. Um. So I, I it kind of makes sense. A, Nothing really to analyze more than that. I, I need are, you gonna, are you going to start him at some Probably point? Probably not. But <laughs> I just traded, <laughs> I just traded back in the draft for no reason. <laughs> no, I uh, I needed an upside wide receiver. So yeah. that's just whatever. Yeah. Well, he gives you options. Well, and and, and David got out. Gabe Davis for me. So yes, I you remember our trade? <laughs> yeah, that was for uh, Madison Alexander Madison. That's right. Um, That's so that hasn't aged well for me either. <laughs> <laughs> um, so nothing more to talk about on that, really. Then we get into uh, the, one than, of the big trades here. It's aged better than the Vincent Jackson trade. Uh-huh. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I always like to revisit that one. Well, Brian Hartline, man, he, uh, yeah, you know, he's still coaching. He's still alive. Yeah, he is still alive. Alive yeah. well. Um, if that was a if that was a, Pop a longevity age draft, yeah, you know, you'd be doing well there. Um, the third trade uh, was the with me. This is the big. So the first three, uh, me and Bryce, Waddle, Achan, Dalton, Kincaid, a fifth round pick, and six dollars <laughs> for Saquon Barkley and a first. Mm. Stewart, what do you think of that? What did you, you think of it initially? One. What do you think of it now? Uh, I I I don't think my opinion changed. I thought you won that uh, at the beginning, and I think you won it now. So, um, especially when you look at what you know, I don't know what. I think you picked all those guys up off the way way forward. <laughs> I, kept, <laughs> I kept Waddle. Waddle was not Waddle. Yeah, I know. But, but I mean, Achan was the three dollar pickup. Yeah, Kincaid was five dollar pickup. Yeah, Kincaid was the pickup, and Achan staff will started with him and dropped him because um, he'll bring that up repeatedly. Yeah. Um, but I'll say this: looking at it from Bryce's perspective, if you had to own Saquon Barkley all year, yeah, <laughs> and you get a chance to get a guy like Achan, Waddle, Kincaid, and a fifth. I get it. He's got a chance to win. He needs more players. He needs depth. Sure. So, right. Yeah. I get but it. but yeah. I agree with you. Look, especially now looking at it, David looks like he's going to do just fine next year. We're starting out with Barkley. Well, we well, traded we'll somebody getting, else. We'll yeah. That here in a second. <laughs> so Bryce and I have been talking a little Gosh. bit of backstory on this. Um, I'm, I'm sure Bryce will chime in on the chat. Uh, he already kind of did about Jonathan Taylor being available because he had <laughs> been inquiring about Jonathan Taylor. Um, Bryce was at a point where I think he was trying to, he'd asked me just randomly, maybe he asked you all the same question of, Hey, are you interested in Hertz or would you, would you want Hertz? 
Um, and I think he was looking at what who his keepers were going to be between McCaffrey, between Barkley, and between Hertz. Yep. Three really high-level elite players at their position, right? And I think he was try- he was looking at their playoff schedules, and he was trying to figure out what was best to do. I think he wanted to move Hertz is what it kind of seemed like from some of the initial stuff um, that in the initial text that we had. And we had kind of thrown out an idea of, of hey, what would it take to to uh, get A-Chan and Waddle? Um, or would you be interested in Barkley? And I said, yeah, you know, we could maybe set something up. Um, you know, Barkley and a pick for those two and some other ancillary pieces. Um, and he's like, okay, sounds good. And so I knew he was in Mexico. <laughs> um and i you know just looking to make a trade at that point i knew i was out i the reason i didn't take your trade Stuart, for hn at the time too was because i was hoping to win um and if i lost because i was playing i think i was playing your dad jonathan Mm -hmm. and i felt pretty good that i could win that matchup (laughs) and that was gonna it's where you're at right now you win you're gonna go yeah you you win you're going in because you got a chance and that's what you do right and that's where i was at and and I knew if I lost, though, as a hedge, that A-Chan potentially had value where I could go recoup some type of pick for him. Um, that's where I was – That your trade at the time was just timing, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And so at this time, if you go looked at A-Chan's – you can go look at it today, his <laughs> – just his – His ranking. His ranking with what he's done on the year. And so I – you know, part of me was like, maybe I keep Achan because I've I've said it. I think he's like Jamal Charles. I, he's just every time he touches the ball in that system, he's got an opportunity to rip off ten yards. He's averaging eleven yards a carry, which is frankly kind of ridiculous. Yeah, you, you expect um, to see that. You expect to see that in college where the gut, the numbers are gaudy. What when you're doing it in the NFL? It's, well, and it's not like he's an unknown co- commodity either. He's an Aggie. Everyone knows him, right? They all they all love him. The, talking about the Aggies. Right. Running back one, running back four, running back four. Um, 59 points, almost 30 points, 27 points in this kind of that three-game stretch. And you look at that and you're like, man, <laughs> this guy could be a championship-type level player if he right. can stay healthy in that offense. And so I think that's that's really what I was kind of envisioning. I was kind of, you know, I was talking Jamal Charles to talk him up a little bit. I do believe that um, and hope I, I honestly do hope that he gets back healthy and, and does make a difference for Bryce. It, yeah. Um, it's just his fragility. Can he hold up? That's if, right. Being five, nine, one eighty. If he can, he's proven he can just torch anybody on the field. So that's, that's, <clears throat> you know, that's the Bryce and my trade. I think he really wanted to have Taylor be a part of that. Um, and we had kind of thrown it around, but at that point I, you know, I, I had invested a first round pick in Taylor previously with the trade with Mike Staffel last year, which has aged well for Mike in, in a way that we, yeah. we both kind of, uh, no one ever yeah, said Swift was bad. I don't, I don't like how when you and Mike make these trades, they work out well for both of y'all. They do. Uh, we both won a championship with the, the first round of it, the big ones at least. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and then I've taken Jonathan Taylor and leveraged that into another trade that we'll talk about here in a second. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm obviously pleased with the trade. Um, and that kind of put me with a Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley kind of keeper. <laughs> and I started to look about who was going to be kept at that point, who maybe might not be kept. And that's kind of when Jonathan Taylor maybe became more available or one of the two. I'd rather have kept Jonathan Taylor than Barkley, um, to be honest, just because he's younger. He has his contract situation resolved. I had to work through that crap that, yeah. you know, of all that stuff. Right. 
Barkley's still on the franchise tag. There's a chance that he gets franchise tag again. You know, he's, his, he hasn't necessarily held up well. So there, there's some concerns there at the same time with Barkley. Um, you know, but the immediate returns of running back one on the week, obviously, makes it probably look worse than it, than it probably really is. Yeah. Um, and, and Waddle's been hurt. And so if Waddle can get healthy, the, Bryce has got a significant amount of upside in this trade. Right. If if he plays it right in the right matchups. And that makes me, if I was in the playoffs, I'd be scared to play Bryce a little bit with those guys healthy. Exactly. Um, and so I'm I, saying from his perspective, I get why he did it. Yep. And Dalton Kincaid, yeah. I, I, he's been very, very good since um, their other tight Knox. end went out. Yeah. Since, since Knox went out. So well, with that for you said, yeah. So for you said, <laughs> I can't say his last name, Alukuan. Uh, and six dollars were traded to Daniel uh, for a fifth round pick. <laughs> so uh, that was the fourth pick or the fourth trade. I have a hard time with these defensive player values, just because. Yeah. When when was Foy, when was Oluku? Well, you he was a kept kep- He was a keeper. Well, a kepper. <laughs> I was gonna say he was a kepper. Do you want to know what I told Daniel? Um, and Daniel was in a unique spot of he needed a solid linebacker, as I would say. Uh, it was one of his weaker positions, especially as look at offense. The reason I won last week, guys, is because my defense. My oh. defense scored, I don't know how many points, right? It, it's really not about, uh, I mean, he's good. Look at him. So 25. You, you look at his average yeah. score, though, and this is what I told Daniel. Is you look, he's he's probably going to be a keeper first off. Sure, he's going to get 170 tackles on the year, whatever that number is. He averages 13 points a game. 13 points a game from an offensive starter is amazing. That's a guy that you want to have, right? And to have that consistently on defense, that was kind of what Daniel was missing, and what I told him would really kind of put, in my opinion, put his team over the top when you get those defensive guys who are just so consistent with that high floor. My my only pushback on the value is if there were if all the defensive players got put back into the draft, would he go in the fifth round? Yeah, and that was the second part of it is is that's when we start having defensive players go is that fifth is sixth it, round? Okay, so that's that's and that's of, af- that's, and that's, that's after the, keepers though, right? Well, I'm talking about defense. Sure, def- so I'm just talking about defensive yeah. players, the best yeah. defensive players. And so that to me is the ceiling of a guy like that, right? Fifth yeah. round's the highest value you should probably ever pay for a defensive player. And That's they right. should basically be a keeper level player. And your linebacker is your highest scoring kind of position right. as a as a as a group, right? And then he's a top three, top five guy. Yeah. And so um ironically he had his second worst game the week after he gets <laughs> traded, which was hurtful because he lost to Stewart by whatever it was, but He'll be fine moving yeah, forward, and again, he's got those twenty-five point games, you know, potentially if, in him. If his floor is eight points, he's doing fine. Mm-hmm. So that that's what happened there. Um, hey, just and, FYI, my my phone's probably gonna die. So okay, well we'll we'll keep going. Don't kick me off though. Don't you guys, kick me off. Let, let my phone die on my own. Do you guys have like outlets up there in Dallas, or do they not? No. Well, like my family's like gone to bed, and all my stuff's in there, so I'm yeah. like. Tell them that this is an important podcast. <laughs> yes, I know. Thousands are listening around the okay, world. Okay, while y'all talk about that, I'm going to move on to the fifth trade, which was also with myself and Joey. So this is all just talking about you is really what it feels I'm like. I'm going through these in sequ- sequential order. David this one we'll move on quickly from. Yeah. 
I can't even remember his first name. He's a safety for the Eagles. Blankenship. I always think of Rodrigo. I was going to say Rodrigo, <laughs> but he's not the kicker. Oh, yeah. Blankenship and an 11th for a 9th. Uh, Joey initially denied it, and I was like, hey, Joey, you don't have a safety, and this guy is scoring. He's averaging, I think, like 10 tackles a game. It's a low cost to you. You literally don't lose a pick. You move back two rounds, and he was like, okay, <laughs> done. So... And then he actually, it was funny watching the chat where uh, Blankenship was tackling Swift from the touchdown. Oh, yes. yes. So uh, that was that trade. So then the sixth trade, Cole Komet for a fifth round pick. I have a problem with that. That's high. That's a high value for Cole Komet. Don't worry. It gets, would you rather have Foyced or Cole Komet? <laughs> to go put it back into perspective, Foyced's averaging 12 points a game. Cole Komet is... I don't know. Well, I don't. Yeah, seven. I don't, I don't know. I just again, I I look at it as, would you, would, if we went back and drafted, would you draft Komet in the fifth round? I don't think you would. I think that's early, no. right? Yeah, and that's that's maybe what I'm saying too. Yeah, is what they're actually doing and what they're actually scoring. It's it's and not the same, got, right? There, these these guys are getting paid at their ceilings. Just, just wait, it gets worse because I feel like this zigzags all over the place the last like four trades. So Bryce, we would say won that trade getting a fifth round pick for Cole Komet. Yeah, but Joey's gonna end up turning this into gold. <laughs> so just wait. So Bryce initial well, Bryce is independent yep. of that other stuff yes. though. So yeah, Bryce was a winner out of that whole Bryce thing. Did, right? Bryce did well there. So that was a sixth trade. Then we get into the seventh trade, which is between me and Ryan. We just took a quick break from David. Yeah. Someone had to, I had to let someone else trade. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Taylor in a third for Jamar Chase in a fifth. Stuart, what did you think when you saw that? Um, yeah, I, I thought you won that one. So I know for Ryan, um, he's had Chase on the trade block since <laughs> before last draft. Um yeah. Obviously, Burrow got hurt. Ryan's in it to win it this year. And I think Chase takes a big hit. You already kind of saw that in the last the last game that they mm-hmm. had where he only had two catches for 14 yards and the touchdown or whatever. And, you know, it, just, it's, it sucks, right? When you're making a run, he's a top player. And so he pivots to Jonathan Taylor, who's obviously a keeper level, who's now kind of taking the role from Zach Moss finally, as he should have three weeks ago, frankly. Um, and so I think it makes sense for me. Obviously, I'm not playing for this year anymore, so I can absorb, you know, Burrow being out. Um, we lost Stuart. That's funny when it says out of time. <laughs> that's that's my. I know that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, that was th- so. It's funny because this dovetails into the next trade, and they were you and I were texting on the side because yeah, Ryan's text. So I'm having a trade talk with Brian at this time um, and remind me to bring back up a talk, a trade talk that I had with Mike uh, with DJ Moore uh, later, but because uh, there's, it's a trade that didn't happen, but I, it's all because of bad timing. Mm. Anyway, going back to our somewhat three-way deal. That wasn't a three-way. It was Ryan saying, Hey, I'm waiting on David to accept <laughs> this trade. 
and he wouldn't tell me what it was. So yeah. all I was doing was texting you saying, hey, will you accept this? Because I got something well, else. So it's so funny that you texted me that. I'm like, what is going on? Because la- the week prior to that, Jonathan or uh, Ryan and I actually had the same deal kind of worked out already. That's what he but said. But Ryan was going to take that deal and go acquire a receiver is what he was looking for. Oh. The receiver he was actually targeting was Cooper Cup. <laughs> and so that was previous. So we had already had that together. Mm. He then comes back to it. Right. He he sent it to me. It's sitting in my inbox. And then you text me, hey, it's holding everything up. <laughs> and I had already, kind, well, I had already kind of no, known. No, I didn't think he was getting Jefferson. Yeah. I know you love Jefferson too yeah. much. Um, he's pretty much untouchable. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I, I don't know. It's funny just because I had already agreed to it in my head because we had talked about it previously. And I knew Ryan was going to go do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. And Ryan was because I asked Ryan, too. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> And he's like, don't screw me. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm just literally curious because maybe I can help you, actually. I'm obviously putting together a lot of trades right now. Uh, that's all I have to live for right now at the moment. <laughs> Let me have some fun in this. So so he, so I, so I, you text me. Yeah, and, then and, I'm you're, like, and you're like, fine. I'll, you're like, I'm accepting it. Yeah. And uh, because mine was sent. But, but I, I asked you, I was like, why don't we just do this as a three-team deal? <laughs> well, because <laughs> so I wanted... I didn't want to so, muddy the waters. So with... the deal was just for everyone yep. who forgot. It was Romeo Dobbs, Tank Dell, and a and a dollar. And cleans you out there, as you you wrote on the the <laughs> yeah. chat for Nico Collins, Jaden Reed, and a third. Yes. So that third round pick was not the third round pick that he acquired in my trade. Correct. So just a reminder: the worst teams, the 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 worst lottery uh, pick will end up being the worst third round pick. Um, and so I, I say that weird. So if you're the number one pick, you're going to have the 36th pick as That's well. Right. You said it backwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so with that being said, if Ryan ends up going on a run here and, ends, let's say he makes the championship gets locked into the 11th or 12th spot, that means his third round pick becomes more valuable. Uh, and so I was betting on that and not almost not a guarantee that yours would have been on the, the other end of that spectrum. Mine would have been lower, right? More more than likely, yeah. unless something crazy happens in the lottery, which is Yeah, so you didn't want too. him to get confused in taking that. because So I was like, this is just essentially a yes. three-team deal. And I knew that because Ryan and I had already agreed to what that framework was for us. And I didn't know. But he wasn't going to make that deal in and of itself by itself. I didn't know there was a third involved with you guys. Yeah. So when you said that, I go, well, now I definitely don't want it to be a three-team That's, deal. Because yeah. then he would have yeah, maybe put two and two together. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he won a tank Dell. That was the linchpin to this whole thing. He yeah, won a Dell. And I'm sitting here going. And, and the funny thing is Bryce wanted Dell. Someone else wanted Dell. Uh, it might have been Daniel. Yeah. So Dell was a hot commodity, and I I'm not keeping him, but he's he's a league winner at this point if he, yeah. he's on the right team. Yeah. But I'm like, it's so a, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm like, yeah. I don't want to sell, and then start just selling for parts because you're way ahead of the game in this already. Clearly, you've already had I mean, six I'm already trades, out, right? <laughs> so there's not a whole like the market's kind of shrinking up a little bit. That's that's part so, of my strategy. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're cornering the market here, but so I'm like, well, let me hedge. I, Jaden Reed, it's funny because I feel like we swapped each players, Texans and and uh, but like the, Packers, the different archetypes. That's were right. Flip too. So like the big play guys, yeah. were Jaden Reed and Tank Dell, those are the guys we both really wanted. Mm-hmm. Dobbs and Nico Collins are really the guys that are possession guys and maybe touchdown guys as yep. well. 
So the funny thing was when I countered, so initially it was Tank Dell for a third. That was it. And I was like, well, I don't want to just give up. So I was like, give me Jaden Reed back. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, if I do that, I don't want to have Reed and Dobbs. So you might as well take Dobbs and I take Nico Collins. You're not going to take Nico Collins and have him and Dell. So it just kind of made sense. Yeah. And so Ryan's looking at it and goes, ah, well, throw in some fab. And I, so I laughed because I go, I, I'll give you everything I got. I have one dollar. <laughs> so then he goes back and goes, well, now I feel bad. And I go, no, it's actually better that you took the dollar. It just is funnier. Uh so yeah, so that that trade went down. That was a lot, a lot behind the scenes. There, it was kind of, and part of it so too was I felt bad because I I really wanted it to to stick it to Bryce because Bryce yeah. Bryce wanted Tank Dell and I don't think he would have paid that price for him. So I wasn't gonna go back and be like, "Well, are you can offer a third. And so yeah. I was like, "Just do it and let's see." Bryce. Well, his reaction. reaction was funny on the chat. <laughs> so it's funny the the initial kind of reaction. I'll tell you, it was interesting because it was different than my reaction. The initial reaction I felt like was that Ryan won that trade from from the chat. Well, the people saying that were Daniel and Bryce, so it's funny to hear you saying <laughs> that they wanted Tank Dell, and then naturally they think that they they won the trade, right? Yep. Um, so that's Tank just... Dell's been good, but Nico Collins has been hurt during that stretch. At the same time, I'm not so much sure that Nico Collins isn't as good or better than Tank Dell. So. It's interesting that you say that because I viewed that very similarly. Yeah. That I think Nico Collins is probably more the number one read. I think Tank Dell is the, uh, oh crap, things are breaking down. He's open guy. Yep. And it happens a lot because Stroud, yeah, Stroud, Stroud just extends plays. And that's why that's why I, that I was works. wrong on Stroud. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize he'd be this dominant as a rookie. I thought he'd be okay as a pro. Um, I think he's obviously going to be better than okay. Who would you? Knowing what you know right now, this is kind of a side road. Who would you rather have, uh, Stroud or Richardson, given health? Stroud. Really? Even yeah. Richardson's rushing? Yeah. Yeah, Richardson. I think so. I, now, I always liked Bryce Young. I still actually do like Bryce Young. I've Dude. watched a couple of the Panthers games. He literally has no one to throw He has to. no time and he has Adam no one to throw Thielen, <laughs> like, that's your best receiver? Yeah. Like, that's ter- they need to do a better job of giving him Tank Dell and Nico Collins type weapons. He just looks like he looks anyway, like a more frail I still, Kyler. I'm still a little pocket. bullish on. Yeah, he's small. He's right? just so tiny. But I'm bullish because he makes decisions quickly, and maybe it's just because I watched a lot of Alabama too, which maybe is clouding my judgment. But CJ Stroud's going to be the best of them all. Stroud is, really and, he, and he's good. already showing it. And and so yeah, I, I Jaden Reed is the best. Packer receiver. He is. I've been. I watching. say that because I've been watching with Christian Watson, who was a terrible pick uh, at this Dobbs. point. Um, and I, I was watching this past week, and I'm like, I think uh, what's his name, Love, had thrown 18 passes, and Watson had zero targets. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. is Watson hurt? It's like literally 18 Watts, Watson, and they're all the going one. to read. Watson's the weird one because <coughs> I thought he would. All they do up. to Watson is they throw it in the end zone to him. That's it. Well, and then Dobbs is the other guy that's if he's within ten yards, that's his favorite yep, target. Yep. So if you're close to the end zone, it's it's Dobbs ish, but it's it's Watson also Watson gets four targets a game and they're all around the end zone. And Dobbs which is Watson, less than Dobbs. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, so Jayden, Dobbs is better than Watson. Jaden Reed gets the most valuable throws from Jordan Love. The problem is their volume is so low and they're they're yep. throwing. So anyway, it he's a he's a high ceiling guy. We'll see. I need it. So, They've got a good matchup this week with the Lions, and I need a high ceiling team this week against Bryce. So I so. viewed the trade. So 
you know, it felt like Ryan, a lot of people liked what Ryan did. Obviously, Ryan's given up a third in the, in the part of the deal. I think he's getting the better combo of the two. He's getting the better receiver on the better offense, Tank, technically. I think Tank Dell's the best with guy. With Tank Dell. Yeah. I'm not so sure the difference with Nico Collins and Jaden Reed is worth that of a third, though. Sure. I would probably have it more of a fifth, sixth, maybe even lower than that. To be fair to Ryan, yeah, he said Tank Dell for a fifth, his first yeah. proposal. Yeah. And again, I didn't think it was unreasonable. And I said, you know what? Let me. I I said a similar thing I've said to you and some others of, let me see what happens up until Monday because yeah. I I will sell, but I need to know that I'm out first. That's, yeah, that's right. And so then he just within two minutes goes, what about tank for a third? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, now well, I got to go. <laughs> well, let's move on to the next one. Let's come back to Ryan because yeah. he made some other moves. Yep. And I want to talk collectively about what Ryan did um, and, and where he was and where he is now. But the trade after that was also another real, a lot of interesting trades here. Yes. Uh, and not just, you know, we had the Gabe Davis, I want, our I want trade, to hear, which is irrelevant. I want to hear your thoughts on this, this one. Travis Kelsey yeah. and a third round pick. From my dad. Yep. To Daniel for Cooper Cup and Travis Etienne. What? Uh, okay. Before you get to any of the other <laughs> trades, to me, this felt like somewhat of appropriate value. And the reason I say that is because Kelsey's by far the best tight end. He still is. If you go look at his yep. numbers, it's dumb how good he is still. Now, the difference is, I think this year, I feel like he's come closer to the pack of the tight end scoring. So mm-hmm. he's not like a top five wide receiver anymore from that yep. scoring perspective. But you still look at him versus the rest of the field and tight end. It's not even close. The third, right? So that's a that's a high value pick. But yep. then you can flip and say, okay, Etienne and Cup are keepers. You yeah. could argue that yeah. very easily. So I feel yeah. like it's I feel like it's weighted pretty well. And I think in order to get a guy like Kelsey, you do have to pay a price. And I think Daniel paid that price. Um, I think getting the third back is nice to kind of e- to ease the hey, I'm giving up two keeper level players, even though if you look at Daniel's team, he's getting away with something there because he can't keep them all anyway. So, well, that's what I was going to say for that's the for one, this, which is why I don't maybe like the trade as much for my dad. Right. Um, because the other thing too, is he can only keep one because he's got Mahomes. Right. That was my point too, is are you, if you're, if you were moving on from Mahomes, which I would argue against doing that, yeah. or I would, you know, advise against doing that just because it's such a commodity to have Mahomes. It makes sense because you're getting two keepers, but yeah, I mean, it it gives them some optionality. But the other thing, too, about the seniors roster construction is he was a little bit more top heavy with he he always is with Mahomes and Kelsey anyway. But this actually gives him another starter for a playoff push. And it gives you it goes back to your argument of he's in the he's on the bubble. He could easily make a run. So this is not. So I I like this trade. It's aggressive for both. It's it's aggressive for both. It actually makes a lot of sense. It's it's definitely more fair than some of these other ones, I would say. (laughs) Yep. We're getting to it. Um, (laughs) And it makes a whole lot of sense. I would have maybe not given up a third um, and and leveraged Daniel's, you know, wealth of keeper options against him relative to the market. Um, but that's just me, yeah. right? Yeah. Only because I don't know what the market really is for Cup too. Because we, while we say Cup's a keeper, Cup's also really old. He's got he's been injured more than not lately, and he's on the downside it's of his a, career. It's been right? a weird. It's been a weird year for Cup. 
because you've seen it. Yeah, you've like going it. into next year, where do you rank Cup? Is he a top 10 receiver going let, into the year? Let, let's put it this way. If Cup isn't kept, he's definitely going in the first round. Yeah. So that that speaks to me that he's a he's still keeper level. Yeah, I, I don't know if I view Cup the same way as maybe everyone else because I don't know if I'd want Cup in the first round next year, but we'll see. I mean, that's, and that that's uh yeah, that there's variables that go into that, but essentially. And there's still a lot of football. We'll see how the end of the year plays out, right? I, I think determine I, that. I think you could look at this year in one of two ways. This is an anomalous year for Cup um, because of his injuries, yep. plus Stafford not being healthy all the time. Yep. And then when he, when both of them have been on the field together, they've yep. been great. So you could sit there and talk yourself into, well, is it really just <coughs> bad luck with injuries, or yeah, is it? It's it's in the realm of possibility. Yeah. To your point, that Cup goes crazy and he is the number one receiver the rest of the season if he's healthy right and yeah. he's the number one overall pick next year because he's not kept he's two years removed it's also from in the, the realm greatest... that he's just hurt the rest of the yeah. season so that that it's yeah now the that's age the head you're part right of it, so. age catches with everybody so you just you don't want to be unless you're adam Thielen for somehow um <laughs> yeah. so that then gets us into another ryan trade ryan being really active um and this is just straight up pretty simple dj moore for kenneth walker so we look at Ryan and Ryan made another Ryan and I made another trade. We don't need to talk about it really. It was to get Zach Moss um, as part of this the, yeah. to insurance really for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um, but which is funny because I didn't include it in the original trade <laughs> and he didn't ask. I thought about that. I was like, why didn't y'all just we weren't there was the we kind of went through the thought process. <laughs> there was a lot going on and, he, you know, anyway. Um, so it's were just kind of funny. Were you shopping Zach Moss for well, I can tell you, value? <laughs> our, our back and forth on the Tyler Algier Zach Moss was pretty funny, but I'll, <laughs> if Ryan wants to share that again, um, so we'll get other stuff to talk about. So Ryan, essentially, at this point, he had Jamar Chase. He had Jaden Reed, Nico Collins, and Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. He replaced that with DJ Moore, Romeo Dobbs, Tank Dell, and Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Right. So he goes from a running back perspective, he upgrades from Kenneth Walker to Jonathan Taylor. Yep. From a receiver standpoint, he goes from Chase, Nico Collins, Jaden Reed to DJ Moore, Tank Dell, Romeo Dobbs. And in the process, he trades up from a fifth to a third. So is he better? Is he worse? Do you like it? If you look at it holistically, he's neutral on that with the uh, with giving up a third. In that process. Oh, well. that's right. So he's neutral. So yeah, he's that, neutral with that, the, with the right. picks. But yeah, I'd say he shifted um, some of his his points around, right? So Jonathan right. Taylor, Jonathan yep. Taylor is now his cornerstone versus it being Jamar Chase. But the thing was, Jamar Chase, we were talking about this. Jamar Chase today isn't the same as Jamar Chase three weeks ago because right. of the Burrow injury. So he did a good he maneuvered that pretty well given that yep. that he was able to retain a keeper level player but also shift the value to where Taylor is going to help him compete this year right now yep so yeah it was good moves very aggressive creative um yeah uh, he 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 got more consistent through it yeah. DJ Moore has been more consistent right he's probably going to be more consistent than Chase the rest of the year he then got the upside pick and and Tank Dell Romeo yes. Dobbs is is the touchdown potential any week right and so he took that. He's already in it. He's got a good team to make a run. And he kind of solidified that. He gets Jonathan Taylor. 
I would argue he's downgraded from a keeper perspective a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'd rather have Chase for sure. And Jonathan Taylor's only 24. He's got a new contract. He's only 24. He feels he's so much older. He's only than 24. That. Chase is 23. <laughs> so there's not that huge of a difference, right? But I think Chase is higher. Chase is going to have a quarterback for the next, you know, 10 years. Yeah. Taylor, long he wants to play. Taylor's so. got a two to five year window max. So where, I, yeah. I, I personally love getting chased through all of this. It makes a whole lot of sense with what Ryan did with where he's at, where his team is at and the chance that he has to go win it all. So I really, really like seeing that from Ryan. And I think this, all these moves as a whole, give him a better shot of winning had he otherwise just stayed put. So circle back to trade number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Achan ruined a potential for me, uh, which I wouldn't have done the deal that I got with getting the third round pick and Jaden Reed and all that. So yep. it's funny how these dominoes fall. But uh, when before the week, before the weekend's games, uh, I proposed a trade to Mike to try and get DJ Moore. Mm. And uh, now I'm blanking on the trade offer, but it was a starting point of like, hey, I'm willing to offer this for more. Uh, I think it was like a pick swap where he got to win the pick swap. I got Mm -hmm. more. He got somebody else. Um, Mainly because DJ Moore sitting on his bench. I was like, dude, cash out on him. You get get to increase your draft capital, blah, blah, blah. Well, so I send that. And a day goes by. Another day goes by. (laughs) Another day goes by. We get through Sunday's games. Monday occurs, and at this time, uh, I think it's Monday or Tuesday, Mike says, hey, you still interested in DJ Moore? And I said, well, yeah. Then he sends a four-way deal (laughs) with me, Bryce, himself, and my dad. And I think everyone was in but Bryce because Bryce – there was a deal in there for Gus Edwards to get moved. Gus Edwards was on Bryce's bench going into the week and he sat on his bench. And once Achan got hurt, he goes, well, I can't trade Gus Edwards. Now I have to start him. So Hmm. very frustrated that people aren't making deals when there's opportunity and they're waiting for things to change everything. Yeah. And so Bryce to his credit was like, dude, I'm not, I'm not, and he may not have done the deal. I mean, it it was just a non-starter at that point because he's For like, sure. I can't. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, all that to say, um, timing it really matters with oh, trades. Yep. <laughs> so check your freaking DMs. <laughs> yes. I don't know if it was a lack of seeing it or just a lack of response, but I was I was pretty frustrated. But this was all before the uh, the Dobbs and uh, Dell and all yep. that trade. So it all worked out in the wash from in the end for me, but. Um, and it looks like, you know, Mike got, Mike wanted a running back. That was his whole thing. So I couldn't help him with that. I didn't have anything really to offer. Yeah. I want, I wanted to get your thoughts. We kind of talked about Ryan a little bit, your thoughts on what this did for Mike and his team. I know he wanted a running back, right? DJ Moore has been a top 10 receiver on the year. I think, I don't know why he doesn't trust DJ Moore. I think it's because anyone that's ever owned DJ Moore. And I can speak to this because I've owned him. He feels like the biggest just just trick like every time you start him he sucks and every time you don't start him he blows up and it's almost the when you didn't start a chan thing it's like i need to start him but you can't trust him 
Um, Walker, yes, Walker is interesting because lately you, you want to read Rock, Walker's last four games, and, and maybe this last one doesn't count because he well, got hurt in the second quarter. If you look but... at his, if you look at his schedule, it's really what is more telling. Um, I think Walker's been really good against. Well, um, it's, it's not only not, that though. Right. Uh. Well, snap counts. Yeah. It's really it's, what it it's is. Zach Charbonnet. I, I say this because Char- I've been the Charbonnet owner. I've been Charbonnet, high in Charbonnet. I didn't think Charbonnet would take he's over. Been, but he's been out snapping Kenneth Walker the past five weeks. He's not getting the first and second down work, which is the more valuable work. That's in in and and that's the difference combined with. A tougher schedule. Tougher so if you schedule, look at his last yeah. four weeks, eight points, three points, 24. Is Charbonnet getting goal line? Because look at the touchdowns, too. It's zero, two, two, one, one, and then the rest are zeros. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they have actually haven't been at the goal line. Uh, and they, <laughs> they just they, don't get there. <laughs> uh, it's probably t- uh, two thirds, one third. Uh, Walker's favor because Walker's actually convert. He was successful earlier in the year. Yeah. It's part of the reason I actually picked Charbonnet is because last year Walker was so bad at the goal line. If you anyway, that's side notes mm-hmm. of all that. Mm-hmm. So I find all that really interesting because if you look at the past month and then you combine the fact that he got hurt, yeah, he's got an oblique injury, right? And so I just found the trade really interesting. I actually really liked it for Ryan. Yeah. Um, and I we already talked about Ryan a little bit. What I was curious of is is part of the reason you maybe do it too is if you think you're going to keep Walker, right? So you look at Mike's team. Tell me who you keep on this team, okay? Dak Prescott. Rashad White, DeAndre Swift was his keeper, right? CD Lamb, gonna, that's number one, right? I'm going to surprise you with okay. Pick. Michael Pittman, Devontae Adams. Now you've got CJ, Kenneth Walker. It's CJ Stroud, is who I would and keep. And CJ Stroud. I would keep Stroud. Yeah. Yeah. I would keep Stroud and, uh, and CD. I don't know why Stroud so, Stroud's really like, I'm like, man, this guy's really good, but he's not even starting him. He, so, so from that that's perspective, just, that's why if, if that's, yes. if that's true, and this is where I'm getting to on the trade, I don't like the trade for Mike. Yeah. I, I, but, I like it for Ryan. I get that. He wanted a running back. Rashad White's been really solid this year. You go look at what he's done. Um, he's the number eight running back on the year. That's number one. <clears throat> and then you've got Deandre Swift. He's been good. He's on a great offense. He's number seven. I think he didn't need a running back. I think if you talk to Ryan, uh, to Mike, he never believed in DJ Moore. That's that's what yeah. it all comes down to. That's and that's fair because he would. He's looking at his lineup saying Adams and Lamb aren't coming out, and he, now he's saying, "Am I starting looking Pittman for or more? Yep. Yeah, am I starting Pittman or more, or right. or Walker?" Yep. So that's that's what it came down to. I I think you'd rather start Aaron Jones over all those guys, but Aaron Jones is hurt, and Aaron Jones hasn't done a whole. I'm lot I'm just not him. sure if you continue to look at Walker's schedule, you continue to look yeah. That's at, the problem. Look at that. You continue to look at who and 40, how. Forty Niners, Cowboys, Forty Niners, Philly, Tennessee. So I'll say this: Walker is extremely talented. If anyone can do it, it is Walker. It's not a necessarily a terrible gamble, but you look at how this thing was already trending. He got hurt, and then you look at his schedule. I might be wrong. I just don't know how much I'd be comfortable starting him in my flex position in the playoffs when you factor all those things together. Personally, I just prefer DJ Moore, and I get that DJ Moore is inconsistent. Personally, I probably prefer someone else besides right, these two. Right. That's I think that's the flex. I think that's the same so, thing Mike would say. Yeah, and I think he's th- looking for someone that is going to get more touches and more reliable touches. 
But dude, when DJ Moore plays with Justin Fields, he's actually really good. Yep. So, uh, you know, that's kind of that's why I was targeting DJ Moore. I was like, dude, I'll take him. You've got him on your bench. I think he's a good player when Fields is active. Obviously, Fields could not be active at certain points. I don't know, being injured or maybe they just shut him down. But look at those games. So, like, he obviously I mean, the 53 is ridiculous. For I mean, sure. That's the outlier. But 16, 11, 26, 10, 19. I mean, he's – and. Those are the games with Fields, and then the games he misses, yeah, he's nine single nine points, seven yeah, points, three sure. points, eight points. So I, I don't disagree with Mike's assessment that that he wasn't maybe going to cut it. I question if it was Walker, and I question that too sure. in the sense of is he going to keep Walker? It makes sense if he's going to keep Walker too, and he might, he could. Um, and so, then that, that might change how I look at this too. Um, but the the problem is you already said it was Charbonnet. Like, there's no reason that. Like Kenneth Walker's opportunity is not going to improve. The best thing that can happen this year. week is Charbonnet has a bad game. That's what, and <laughs> Mike has him on his team, and he's going to maybe he starts him right because that's one of the other trades that we have here was the insurance for that. And <clears throat> excuse me, um, if I'm Mike, I'm wanting Charbonnet to have a bad game because when Kenneth Walker comes back, you want him to take the lion's share of yeah. his carries because otherwise they're just splitting. Yeah, what what is out there? Oh, that's true. That's fair. I mean, Charbonnet was a second round pick, just like Kenneth Walker. Who uh, who'd you trade Charbonnet to? So Charbonnet was to to Mike. So after he makes the trade for Kenneth Walker, okay. I say, "Hey, do you want Charbonnet for insurance? I'm making trades." So I gave him a twelfth and thirteenth. At this point, I've got too many picks, um, <laughs> and I just trade up to the eighth. Um, I originally said twelve and thirteenth for a sixth um, because that's when I drafted Charbonnet this year. Was in the six ten spot. Um, and so, and then he'd counter with an eighth and I was like, okay, done. <laughs> um, next trade, we talked about Algier and Moss for a ninth and 10 slot yep. between me and Ryan Moss insurance for Jonathan Taylor made sense. Trade today, go. Khalil Mack go. and Dalton Here Schultz. Here we go. So our fathers, <laughs> um, yeah, what? Okay. So if you, here's the biggest problem. Well, there's a lot of problems with this. Look at my dad's team. You want to talk about yeah, let's Defen- talk about your dad. Defensive keepers, if you want to even make... Because I think the only logical argument you can make is, okay, well, he's getting Khalil Mack to keep him. No. Why? No. No. He's got Miles Garrett. Khalil Mack is 32 years old. <laughs> I think people forget how old he is. Look at look at his log. His... <laughs> so he, he had, had a 31. He had a 31.6 sack game. And his... <laughs> yeah, that was against the... Raiders. The Raiders. And then and then his second best week was this last week. 17 points. 17. Two sacks, eight tackles. And he's had seven. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven single digit games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eight. Sorry, I can't yeah. count. Now go back to Dalton Schultz. This is why I'm frustrated because I have the worst tight end, one of the worst tight end situations. Because I have guys that remind are, us again what that is. I have two guys that get just enough that you can't cut them, with the promise that there might be some upside that never occurs. I have mm. Pat Fryermuth and I have Kyle Pitts. Oh yes, I'd pick those guys up. Oh yeah, if you cut them, someone would pick them up. That's right. Look at Dalton Schultz, number Start, seven tight end on the he year. He has been good because C.J. Stroud is good, and I know this because I watched Tank Dell. 
and Stroud and Stroud looks for uh, Schultz in the end zone. So, he, but you know, Dalton Schultz hasn't had a thirty-one point game. <laughs> you know how valuable that yeah. is. My defensive player scores thirty-one. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, so you might say, <laughs> okay, you know what? You got George Kittle. Sure, cash in. You've got a luxury here. You're going to upgrade your defense. I still think that's the worst part of this whole deal. You should not trade a top difference-making tight end because that's really what this is. This yep. isn't this isn't someone that's petering out there getting seven points a game and happens to be the seventh-ranked tight well, end. Yeah. Last seven games, he's played tight end five, tight end six, tight end two. Then he had a bad week, um, tight end 39, tight end one, tight end nine, tight end five. Yes. That he- is as... I mean, you since just week hope for that when you play a tight end. Yes, since week five, or sorry, since week four, he's been outside of the top ten once. That's right. So go over to his touchdowns. 11, 16, 14, that's, 24, 10. Yeah. These are his, yeah. Go to his touchdowns. Yeah, and that's why. He's scoring touchdowns left, right, and center. But he's also getting targets. Look at that. 11 five, targets? Five touchdowns in the past seven games. Anyway, so it, he's not even, like, all of it together these two trades that come in drove me up yeah the so wall. that was that was the first trade today right that one that one i almost didn't even see because this next one is the first one i saw yeah, it was one that came in second which was cole Komet. which if you go back up to trade number six cole Komet was traded for a fifth round pick mm-hmm. so now it's cole Komet and a fourth so he traded back one pick uh well no that's not true he traded yeah uh but Traded Komet and a fourth for Kittle. So that essentially comes down to a fifth and a fourth for Kittle. Correct. Yes, because he gave a fifth for Komet, then he gave Komet and a fourth for Kittle. So I think that that might be fine. But my my biggest problem is I don't think Kittle is too far out of Kelsey's stratosphere. And we saw what it took to get Kelsey. And it just, it didn't make sense to me that Kittle was, I think you could have gotten a little bit more for Kittle. Uh, forget Komet. Komet is just a throw in at this point. Komet's just so he does, has a tight end to start this week. Yeah, what about Mark Andrews, who's out and maybe is a keeper for him? Right. Why wouldn't he have flipped a Mark Andrews for George Kittle? Right. Because... George Kittle, tight end three on the year. These are his last four starts. Tight end eight, tight end three, tight end two, tight end one. Ten points, 23, 25, 19. Yes, those are wide receiver one numbers, essentially. That's so right. that that speaks to what I was talking about earlier with Kelsey when he was throwing up those types of number, uh, those types of numbers regularly last year. And since week seven, yeah. he's been on a heater. And really, he had he, one bad game with Cleveland. He might he's be really, the best tight end moving forward. He's I mean, going to argue that. He, yeah, his schedule's good. I mean, he's got really no one you're afraid of except for maybe Baltimore in there. Um, you know, Arizona's that's just a weird outlier with their schedule. But uh, Kittle is a guy that can put up 30 points easily. That's right. And it just doesn't make any sense. And so I so Joey was in town today and he drove in. And didn't even realize that all this chatter was it was mainly me causing a ruckus in the chat. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> and uh, Joey goes, well, let me read it. And he starts laughing. He's like, he goes, oh, he accepted the trade. <laughs> he had sent this trade oh. to him like days before. 
and he accepted it. And Joe, Joey's Joey's taking the stance of he actually, uh, I believe, I believe he threw in the pick. And Joey has a ton of picks next year, keeping that in mind. So, so let me put it this way: I think my brother, despite people's opinion on him kind of hosing my dad, he actually probably helped him because there yeah. were some trade offers out there that my dad was considering that was much worse for Kittle, mm. including, and I don't know who it was or who asked for it, but basically saying, oh, they want to get... <laughs> my dad was telling my brother, oh, yeah, so-and-so's asking for Kittle and a pick mm. for somebody that he was like some random guy. It was, it was no one of note, according to my brother. And, uh, and so it's just this out of whack value system that we're like, what is going on here? So I don't know. All that to say, I was baffled by it. So it just, I still can't square it. Cause again, I look, I look, I, I, I tried to say it this way in the chat and it's easier to say on a podcast, but essentially the trade that Daniel and senior made, and then the trade that my brother and my dad made don't seem like they're in the same league. <laughs> they see the values yeah. seem yeah. so out of whack that it's like it, but it's also seems like uh, those trades happen at different points in the year when really they happened one day apart from each other. <laughs> so it, that, that doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me, uh, but to each their own. Yeah. And, I mean, I would have liked to see the Andrews for Kittle. I think that yeah. in and of itself is, I didn't a, even think a, of that. That's a good, is point. a fair swap because Andrews is out, right? Joey's going for it. Kittle could be the best tight end the rest of the year. It gives him a, a really good keeper option. I know his keepers are probably Burrow and Bijan, right? But I would consider Andrews and Bijan sure. over Burrow. You know, Burrow has been hurt. Um, and he would have had a better op. It would have given him more flexibility for that decision down the road. Um, I'm, I'm I'm proud of the team uh, that my dad built this year. I think he did a good job. I think he got a little unlucky with the Burrow injury. Yep. He actually, and we went through it. I mean, he didn't have a horrible, like horrible metrics. He just, there's been some, there's some things he can clean up for sure in the draft. But to, right. to your point, he ended up with Burrow. And he didn't keep a quarterback. And look this at has his been team his, turn. This has been his best team yes. um, that he's had the past couple of years. And you go look at his schedule. There's yes. a schedule where he got hosed on that as well. We talked about him having the wor- one of the worst schedules. He has a schedule where he's in the playoffs. Right. If he gets it. Right. And so that that's all I agree with you completely. Yeah. Um, and all that said, right, he, he got a pick out of this. He's out of the playoffs at this point. So he it's it could have been worse. Sure. It's much to do about nothing at the end of the day. Right. You just see it it. could have been worse. From a Joey perspective, I definitely think it was. Yeah. Very. This is the that's the really the problem is Joey got kind of a and this is why it looks like, oh, dad's helping son out here. But it's that's (laughs) not what happened. But it's like, hey, you just got you just got arguably the best tight end for essentially a fourth and a fourth, a fourth and a fifth. Right. Look at someone when, like most when right? Daniel's giving up two keeper level players. Well, let's just let's just talk about straight up players for picks. Mostert for a third. Mostert right? for a third. Kittle's probably better than Mostert positionally speaking. Correct. Right. Uh, 
Foy said for a fifth, right? Right. We just talked about a fourth and a fifth. Right. A defensive player just for a fifth. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention the number one potential tight end, right? Cole Komet Cole went Komet for a fifth. For a fifth. <laughs> right? So I, you, you look at all this stuff and you see what he got for Kittle. And it, it's just hard to see that Iron, it couldn't I have mean, been better. It's just funny because Joey was involved in the Komet, obviously in the Komet trade as well. That's, so that's he, right. He overpaid for Komet. And then he somehow got a discount on Kittle. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, I, uh, you know, anyway. Hey, good for you, Joey. Good for you. So that's, that's all the trades. That's, that's a lot. That's it, been fun this past week. Kind of thinking about all this. I think there's the trade deadlines Monday, right? Yeah. Uh, did we officially uh, update the constitution to reflect that sleepers rules apply for the trade deadline? I believe that's the case, right? Uh, I mean, if we haven't, we will. But I, I mean, I think it passed through the vote. Yeah, uh, the the kind of emergency vote. But thank you guys for doing that because it it is really. I was talking about with Joey earlier. It is such a pain to try and track. So is it the end of the game or is it a just I, 10 p.m.? Is no, it- I think it's literally the end of the game because I think I think their mechanism is once the game locks. So whatever that, so that is a moving target. That's why it's important to pay attention to what. Well, that's if why I'm confused if it really is that because once the game locks, that's the beginning of the game. No, uh, once it goes final. Uh, so the scoring, okay. you know how the scoring changes. I don't know. I just it's it, okay. if you read it, that's what it says. Okay, and that's how I that's how I read it. But my point would be don't don't wait for that the last five seconds of the fourth quarter to make a trade i'll tell you it is you were gonna say this i think being the commissioners on these trade deadlines we used to have it at midnight you remember we used to do it all by yourself and i was getting text messages (laughs) literally at 11 59 And I would have to be, I would be like, guys, it's 12 o'clock on my phone. I, I can't remember how many times that happened where it, it was maybe two seconds. Yeah. And it had just turned. And it's like, man, this is way too much because everyone's sending me all of this stuff. And thankfully, you know, an iPhone will tell you 1159. Right, right, right. right. Or 12. But it's like, <laughs> man, when you got, and we would do and kudos to the league for being active and waiting the last minute, being procrastinators, <laughs> right? um you know they're always like, i got this one but he's is he gonna say I, yes. get, I get it yes um but yeah to be able to have it done this way it's uh, so much better it's just nice to have it to where it takes the guessing game out that's of, right of the hands of like well they said yes on the phone but it didn't go through and dude just send it if if you just do everything through sleeper just yep. do it through sleeper communicate through sleeper Get on the phone. That's fine, but it is not official to you. Hit acceptance sleeper. Yeah. And if you're dealing with someone, and we know the people in our league that don't log on as frequently, it you, the onus is on you to convince them that they need to get on sleeper and accept this. Otherwise, it doesn't go through. Uh, it, and inevitably, we're still going to get text messages that say so and so couldn't log in and blah blah blah. But do your best, please. Um, and then from there, uh. We've got two weeks left after this week, and the playoffs should be uh, playoffs should be pretty clear after this week. We'll see. Could we come down to one one or two teams still being uh, on the bubble? But uh, hopefully, hopefully it goes down to the final week. That's always fun. Yep. Um, yep. All right. Well, you want to get into the matchups? 
Yeah, we can do that. I we'll uh, run through I do, this quickly. I think I do have a drop for that, but that's uh, okay. We can just move on. So, two weeks, like you said, big week. Really kind of watching playoff seeding at this point. Obviously, the number one seed has its perks. Joey mentioned that again today. Yep. There's a scenario where uh, there's a four-way tie for, for first. Yep. Um, obviously, Joey's got a one-game separation on three teams, so you, you know who they are. Yep. But, uh, again, the, <clears throat> the tiebreakers are agnostic to the scenario. The only thing that matters is uh, you, you start ordering things in priority, you know, division, and then all, from there, right? But yep. the tiebreakers are still the tiebreaker. What just happened to your percentage? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it went from whatever. It, I don't know. I just saw the uh, win percentage between you and Joey change. I don't know if someone changed someone in the lineup. Oh, anyway. Sorry. It just it shifted while we were talking. Did mine go up? No. No, it went down. So. Okay, good. <laughs> um, well, let's start there. Yeah. Uh, the Carolina Panthers. The, I, I got to change my name. I got two wins now. The number one team versus the number 12 team. Yeah. Number one versus number 12. Did y'all like my fun fact that my max points four is more than Joey on the year? Yeah, that's interesting. Isn't that kind of crazy? Uh, that really speaks to how bad I've managed my team. Well, that all. So that's the other. That's that's, the other frustrating thing I wanted to say. That's a chan, right? Well, no, that was only thirty points that given week because I literally had. I thought you benched him a bunch. Or oh, he's only played three games, and I started him. (laughs) I started him. I think the other two. He's not as much as you would think. Uh, My points for on the year is thirteen eighty five. My max points for is fifteen seventy seven, which is the biggest gap of anybody. Almost two hundred points. So going back to that, what I was going to say is going back to that schedule. My best schedule record that I have could be five and six. I have four or five schedules that give me a five and six record, which puts me in that playoff mix. That's only running it at what I've actually done. Jeez. If I run it with what I could have done, uh, who knows what that? Maybe Joey can put that together. That of your max points for relative to schedule. I mean, I would, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I got seven, so, eight wins. So that's essentially saying if you're the, if everyone's the most efficient manager that's right. with their roster, yeah, what would their record? So be? for perspective, I just said my, I've actually scored thirteen eighty five. I could have done fifteen seventy seven. Joey no, has no, scored. No. You could sorry. have done sixteen sixty two. That's why oh, I was it's even worse. That. You Crap, almost, you right. almost had three hundred point difference. Yes. So I've done thirteen eighty five. <laughs> could have done sixteen sixty two. Joey has done fifteen twelve. So he's done way more than me. Actual reality. He his max point four is sixteen twenty one. So his max point four is sixteen twenty one. Minus sixteen sixty two to give you an idea of how big that gap is, and that's that's what I maybe and what doesn't show up in some of these metrics that I know because I've seen it because I'm mad at myself that that's I'm not starting certain guys. My team, when you look at that metric, that's it's it's one of the top teams, and my record could literally I could literally have seven wins, I think seven <laughs> eight wins, and that's been the frustrating part of having the schedule mismanaging. It's also I've got a lot of op- a lot of options too. I got a lot You're, of boom bus guys. Yeah, and that's how that's I structured. Exactly what I, was say. I structured my roster that way, and so there's a lot you can take from that. At the end of the day, all you want to do in fantasy football is give yourself the best chances to win. Right. And what this shows is I had those chances to win. You had the ceiling to do, and it. I didn't do it. <laughs> right. And so it's and but you also see that in the sense of what I've been able to trade for because I think there's value of that as well. Right. And so. Uh, it's just a fun kind of thing to look at. But for me, my frustration is all those different things. It's not just simply the schedule. It's the fact that literally 
Joey's the number one seed with an eight and three record, and my max <laughs> point four points four is higher than his. That's funny. In theory, you could argue I should could have eight wins by that too. Yeah. Right. And it's, so it's pretty wild. I didn't kinda, know that. Kind of crazy. I didn't know that. And that's, that's a newer thing in yeah. sleeper under the details, which I really, really like. Yeah. Um, but I by far have the largest gap, which makes me the least efe- efficient. Manager. I like I like their uh, in their matchup. I like that it shows the uh, your average points. Mm-hmm. Yep. And kind of your percentage of uh, of yep. your max points for. Yep. I like so that. yeah, I'm two and nine. Maybe there was a world where I've got nine wins when you look at it that way. As Jeez. crazy as that sounds. So matchups this week. Uh, the two and nine Carolina Panthers going against the eight and three number one seed in it to uh, win it. Uh, that he is. Mm. To uh, playing the Jets this week. That's a tough matchup. It the is. Jets have a good defense. Um, you know, he could add the waddle stack. I know Bryce is pushing that for him. Uh, if he's doing that, he should maybe wait till after this week. Yeah. Um, you got Jacobs against Kansas City. Kansas City's a pretty good defense. Um, you saw that this past week. Yeah. Tony Pollard going against Washington. You really like that, though. It's hard to yeah, not but... see CD and Dak just scoring all the touchdowns yeah, Pollard, at this point. Pollard's been not as good as you think. That's the only problem. Yep. Um, and then you've got Puka Addison's got some pretty solid matchups and Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen this year. He's an, I don't know how he's not number one. Who's number, the number one receiver? Number two receiver. Um, I don't know who the number I don't one know. Is. I watch a lot of chargers um, because of Herbert yep. and he has no one to third to, but Keenan Allen. Yeah. I've Austin got him Eckler. in our dynasty and it's pretty <laughs> awesome. So having him. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean he's, Allen's he's, always open to be to his credit, but he's always been that way. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, you look at my end. I mean, I'm starting. I just, I've got a bunch of, I'm starting Jeff Wilson this week. <laughs> I hate uh, that guy. <laughs> well, Ahmed is on IR now. HN, who knows, probably isn't going to play. So hopefully yeah, he's going to have a two back. Yeah, I bet you his projection will go up once they really He's HN projected out. for three. Jackson Smith and Jigma, Zay Flowers. I'm starting a bunch of rookies. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm going for here, guys. There's not much to talk about. Joey's going to Joey's going to win this. This would be a great dynasty team. I would love this as a dynasty team. <laughs> um he's going to win it in a landslide. Yeah. Um yeah. you know, it's not going to be close. So. Hold on. And I saw my reflection in the snow. Yeah, it's definitely a landslide. Uh I agree 100%. I don't think uh I think Joey's got some bad matchups, but your team Listen, your your team could go back to back 150 points. You never you know, know. Project I'm project for 88 this week. I was project for 85 last week. Were or, you really? Or 92 actually, and I got 150 <laughs> something. That's uh, bad. You know, Bar- Barkley's playing, so you never know. Hey, real quick, we we've been talking forever, but I I wanted to get your take because by letter of the law, it's definitely correct. But the whole Justin Fields fumble, yeah. What's your take on that? I mean, that is, it was ruled correctly in Sleeper as far as how you score it. Yeah. But it seemed so wrong when you watched it because it was such a, it was such a compounding big play for that matchup because he had Aiden Hutchinson. He forced the fumble and essentially forced a safety and got no credit. He got, he got a forced fumble credit. That's it. Yeah, no, I Fields got nothing as you against look at him. this as a silo one off. It definitely, I agree with everything you're saying. Yes, the, I've been on record in the past of saying some of these weird nuances of how they track this stuff. I disagree with, right? 
Um, and I think this is an example of, of one. And to Dan, it's it's just ironic that it ended up being the difference in the matchup too. It was a huge Otherwise, play. Otherwise, it's not a. And yeah, it was a huge play. You also look at Daniel's matchup with AJ Brown getting <laughs> yeah. the, the the fumble. He touched the guy right, so he was yes. down. But it was the forced fumble and then the fumble <laughs> recover. It just wasn't Daniel's week, right? That's <laughs> yeah. that's football. It's like Navarro Bowman, you know, in the championship is what it kind of uh, reminded me of. But yeah, I mean, it's just like anyway that we talked about because yeah. you can't, you can't. Yep. You have to go it, in and manually change that, which we're not going to do. No, that. but that's, that's not it, our not, not our way policy. It's, that's the way it's scored. Yep. So it's just anyway. Yeah, so I think he has a valid claim, but it was it was done correctly, unfortunately yeah. for him. So um, uh, anyway, sorry that was an aside. Well, let's go to the Hindenburg yes. versus still double trouble, right. and this is a uh, projected almost landslide. Um, it's uh, I've got some tough matchups. Herbert's not. I don't like that I have to play against Baltimore, uh, even though it's at home. Sunday uh, night. The weather in uh, in my matchups are, is the one thing that I'm excited about. It seemed to be pretty in my favor. I'm either in As domes. Stuart would say you're playing in the castles. Playing in a bunch of castles, uh, so I don't have to worry about weather. I like the Detroit-Green uh, Bay game. After what Green Bay did against the Chargers, there's opportunity for scoring. So uh, I'm hoping Montgomery and Jaden Reed kind of blow up. Um, that's kind of my my hope. Javante Williams, I have to start him Ooh. at this point. But going against Cleveland, I've got – I would bet the under on his projection. Uh, Nico Collins is a wild card with Jacksonville. And as I mentioned, I'm going – I'm throwing the dart with Pat Fryermuth because the matchup is so green <laughs> against Ooh. Cincinnati. Uh, but that one I have – very little hope on as well. So very limited on my options as far as upside. That's why I really was excited to get like Reed and Collins and some upside guys. Uh-huh. You see McCaffrey projected for 20 and at first you're like, Kali, seriously 20. And then you're like, yeah, that's probably pretty attainable for him. He, uh, how many times has he hit? He's the number one running back. Number three player. He has hit 20 or higher and one, two, three, four, Five, six, seven. So in all but three matchups, yep. He's and it's not like he zeroed out the other ones. His lowest output is thirteen point seven. Yep. In green rated matchups, he scored twenty two, fifty, <laughs> thirty two, and twenty eight, and he's got a pretty he's good got matchup. A green one. My only hope is that Pete Carroll's got some kind of crafty thing. It's just not going to happen. It's not in the cards. McCaffrey's getting his touches. He's going to – I can only hope to contain him. He's going to score his points. I'm really hoping for that Eagles-Buffalo um, game to kind of be a little bit sloppy because mm. they've been – both teams have been kind of sloppy lately. Um, Waddle against the Jets. We talked about that. Ayuk. Cl- click on Ayuk. He's been a really good draft pick by Bryce. Number 14 wide receiver on the season. He's been really, really good. Uh, he's had some. He's had some lower games. But he's had some ceiling games. I just didn't like think this, I this is had. a great. As we go back to the Mike Staffle trade, I would prefer Ayuk over Kenneth Walker, in a flex. Okay, like that's a, just an the example. Of, We're talking player, about him yeah. specifically. Yeah. You look at what he's done, and you look at his schedule moving forward. Yeah, that, and you the, talk about what it like. That's what I'm looking. He for. is the opposite of of a Walker yeah. for sure. Yeah, he's got the upside. Um, so Ayuk scares me. I mean, he's got Edwards could easily go ham on the Chargers. So I'm definitely an underdog in this. I would pick against me. 
Um, but I'm not gonna do that. Uh, I'm gonna pick me in a chocolate starfish. It's my only hope. Yeah. Um, you know, I look at the matchups, and it really comes down to the two players you just talked about. That I think you're gonna have a hard time matching on the on the on the opposite side, right? It's McCaffrey and it's Ayuk in good matchups. If Ayuk does what Ayuk did last week. This could get yeah pretty bad. It could be a double soon. I don't think he's necessarily going to do that. Um, they're both Thursday games for you. I think you're gonna know that's that is true. So you're you've got Montgomery on Thursday. You've got Reed I on do, Thursday, I, right? I do have a glimmer of hope, which I again think is unlikely. But Jefferson is technically yeah. I was gonna ask. Uh, so he's not ruled out. They're being really shady about him coming back early the big the big thing that's keeping him from coming back is next week is their bye week yep there's no reason to bring him back for one game get him injured and then miss the rest of the season essentially so i doubt he comes back he's not he's gonna come back week 14 by then i'm probably out but yeah if if you have jefferson playing then that actually swings the matchup for me i've got bryce um interesting in in a chocolate starfish and it's good for you that the two players I mentioned, Ayuk and McCaffrey, are on Thursday because I think you could maybe pivot depending on how that yep. goes with your flex. Or it's Gabe Davis, for example. You've got you've currently got, uh, got Godwin, Godwin in there, right? He's yeah. a little bit more of a solid floor, right? Gabe Davis has he wasn't good last week. He hasn't been good the past couple weeks. He but just needs one. At play, the same maybe. time, he's also got games <laughs> where he just goes 15 targets, yeah. four touchdowns out of nowhere. So. It's actually, a good, to that point, it's actually a good matchup against the Eagles. I don't know if you can scroll down, but you yeah. can see it's a green matchup. So yep. it's a, and you know, they're going to be just focusing on digs. So it is an opportunity for Gabe Davis to have a big game. Yep. However, it, it, you're, to your point, I am going to be watching closely on how, what's the reality of me? What what do I need to score? You're, you're going to know week? a little bit because of the Thursday games in a way you otherwise might not. Yeah. So there's a little bit of an hey, advantage for you. He's got a Friday game, too. Yep. I forgot about that. Jaylen Black Waddles, Friday. Yep, on Friday. So <laughs> Two o'clock on a Friday. What are you doing? <laughs> the, the Jets and the Dolphins. <laughs> Friday. Yeah, Friday afternoon. Not even. Uh, two o'clock. That's I know. so random. You're going to have a lot of football on Friday, though, at that time, too. A lot of college football. Oh, days. that's true. Anyway. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into the next matchup. Kirko Chains versus William Knifeman. <laughs> Ryan versus Daniel, two top teams currently projected uh, to be uh, 144 to 117 in Daniel's favor. Um, you look at the matchups, though. I uh, Daniel's got a lot of tough matchups this mm-hmm. week for everyone outside of Gibbs. Um, he's got a really good, solid lineup. So I'm in Ross St. Brown. Doesn't matter who he plays, he's going to be good. Brees Hall going against Miami. I think he's matchup dependent. Brock Purdy. Um, I don't know what to expect from Brock Purdy. I know he's been. Dude, he's good. I know he's been. I stole him in the Dynasty League, I feel like, that we're in. But um, he does it in the system. He does. He's on time in Shanahan's yeah. offense. And when he, I heard it on another podcast, when he has all his weapons, he's at his best. He's not going to manufacture points through. Yep his pure skill or his feet. It's really like he's got Debo. He's got Kittle. He's got Ayuk. He's got McCaffrey. Boom. And he yep. can just play with those toys. Yep. I mean, he's his, his variance though is, is, Oh yeah. Look at his really high. Game. 
well, 125 against passing yards against Cleveland, nine points. And then he's got what he did last week, 39 points, 333 passing yeah. yards and three touchdowns, right? And so the, his variance, you just don't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, in a in a tougher than not matchup against Seattle, I would tend to believe that that's going to be on the lower side, though. It could be, I mean, to your point, <laughs> in that system. Now, on the flip side, you've got, you know, a little bit better matchups on Ryan's side of things. Um, though Goff, Jonathan Taylor have tough matchups. Um, I feel he, like I don't know why I think that Green Bay Detroit game is going to be a shootout. Yeah, I just do. I think I think that Green Bay is going to move the ball. And uh, so Goff played Green Bay already this year. He had 13 points in that matchup. Really? Uh, that was actually hit that, one of his worst games that on the was year in Green Bay, though, right? That was in Green Bay. So this one's in 210 Detroit. pass yards, touchdown, one touchdown, one interception. So. Obviously, he's going up, you know, against them there. I don't think he's played Seattle yet. Either. If anybody wants water bet me before the Thursday night, the Thursday game, I think Goff hits the over on his nineteen point eight three. Okay, I think he hits the over, and that is a standing water bet until kickoff. So anyone can join in on that. Yeah, I don't know if I disagree with that. In fact, I might agree with that um, that he he's probably going to be better. Um, I don't think nineteen is. I think he's going to be better than the last game in which he scored yeah. 13. I'll yeah. put it that way. Um, is that a touchdown better? Yeah, probably. And maybe more to your point. Um, so I actually, um, because of the matchups, Daniel's projected for more. I'm actually picking Ryan over Ooh. Daniel in a chocolate starfish. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you know, I think you actually made this comment about Daniel's last few scores. Uh, yep. It's been pretty low. Um, Ryan made some aggressive moves and I think some of his projections are a little off with like tank Dell being a little bit lower. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's got a tougher matchup, but I think he's special. I think he's matchup proof. Uh, Mike Evans could be a big swing as well. I think he could easily go off for 20 plus Ferguson has been interesting. I actually tried to trade for Ferguson earlier this year and Ryan said no, and I didn't offer him the, the world, but um, it was pretty. It, that speaks to. It's a really good matchup with the Redskins. <laughs> that speaks to that speaks to my level of tight end competency. Yeah, and then you got DJ Moore with a super green matchup against Minnesota. I like your pick, uh, man. But I don't know if I can pick against Daniel's team. I'm gonna pick Daniel on a chocolate starfish. I just think that's. I'll take the chalk. This is really just a matchup for seeding purposes. Yeah. Um, so pretty big matchup in that sense between the two of them. This next matchup I'm very interested in because I actually need senior to win. I need Stewart to lose. Senior and Stewart. Stewart six and five. Senior five and six. But you need senior. I've lost to senior. Okay. And I've beaten Stewart. So I. So what? Whichever team loses this matchup, I need them to lose the rest of the. the the weeks okay because that gives me the opportunity to leapfrog them um so stewart along those yeah. lines plays mike staffel mm-hmm. and then jackson it's possible so it's, two playoff teams you would think it's possible definitely senior, one senior could do that what does senior have left so senior plays stewart this week and then he plays jackson and mike staffel yeah it's the same division same right division. so 
the two better teams in the division they have to play yep. after this. Yep. So the loser of this could be on the outside looking in, depending on how things shake out with the other teams, with Lewis, myself. Yep. Um, but I say that um, Senior made some moves. Uh, he's got uh, now his Chiefs dependency has gone down to just the quarterback and running back, right? Yep. So Mahomes, Pacheco, which Pacheco's looked pretty good. He, he looked really good he's on just, uh, Monday night. He's got some burst. Um, and he and, looks way better than Clyde's. Uh, yeah, Clyde ever looked. he really, he really does. And Pacheco was a like a free eight, uh, wasn't he undrafted? Uh, or is he? He's drafted super late. Yeah, I think he was like a fifth round pick okay. or something. Yeah, lower draft capital. Just not a that. first round pick with yeah. the hopes of being the next. He guy. didn't. Go, he didn't go to LSU. <laughs> That's true. Um. Anyway, uh, seniors got some some real upside guys. The one position I wish he would have addressed uh, is his second wide receiver spot. I cannot stand his Brandon Cooks. <laughs> Uh, which I lost to him. So uh, what, what am I going to say? But Brandon Cooks is a real weak point in his in his lineup. Where if you look at Stewart's side, you could look at every one of his starters and say, okay, they can all have a really, really good week. Um, starting with Fields, uh, great matchup. Most are great, mat- which is crazy. The Jets have a good defense, but uh, good matchup there. Uh, Brian Robinson, I, I think he might struggle, but the problem is the thing with him is volume. He's going to get catches. How many catches does he have on the season? Cause I feel like that's really changed his, it's shocking to me. He's the number four running back on the season past two games, six catches, 119 yards, seven catches, 58. Yeah. Yards. I mean, he's been doing that's a lot, difference. A, a lot more in the passing game that I think people anticipated. Yep. And then also he's just been consistently getting, he's got work. two RB one weeks on the season. <laughs> more than Saquon <laughs> is it really that second one's got one was that this last week this past week <laughs> sorry Bryce too soon sorry not sorry uh, I actually go tried to Cabo to... go to Cabo more I tried to trade uh for Brian Robinson early in the season I think if he hadn't started the way he started I probably could have pulled it like if he'd had that yeah. middle section of the season I could have gotten that trade done but anyway yeah I liked I liked him um, yeah, I think Stewart's team is probably more well-rounded. Yeah, there's, there's your number one wide receiver. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be Tyreek. <laughs> How many touchdowns does he have? Oh, gosh. It's funny because last year, remember, he didn't score a touchdown for like the first seven weeks or something. Yeah, he's got nine touchdowns on the year, 1,200 yards already. He only had seven all of last year. Yep. And he has nine already this year. Yeah, I mean, seven's his... Career low, well, six as rookie year. Yeah, as rookie year doesn't count. Fifteen, one day. Gosh, fifteen was with his peak with Mahomes. It'll be curious to see where he ends up yardage wise on the year. We'll already be at it. I know. What was his? What was his pace? He was on pace for over two thousand earlier in the yeah, year. Yeah, he was. He slowed down a little bit. Yeah, uh, he's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I. It's hard to pick against Stewart's team. Ironically, I beat Stewart and not Senior. Yep. Um, so that just speaks to the volatility of my team, but I I will take uh I'll take Stewart to win and I'll take him to win handily. Oh, look at that! You've got a handily in there too. You picked Stewart. I did, but you want senior. I just want whichever one it is. This is this is a good matchup for me because yeah. no matter what, I have a glimmer of hope. Yeah. So I, I agree with you on the analysis of seniors team with Brandon Cooks. That's that's 
you know, that's his worst spot at the wide receiver, too. That being said, it's a really good matchup Ooh, against, against he's got, Washington. He's got a cup sitting in his on his bench. That's well, going to change. Yeah. So assuming that's what hell I was about to say is, is Cooper. And I didn't. I should have scrolled down when you were talking. Mm. Cooper Cup. I don't know if he's going to play. Um, he's currently projected to play on sleeper ankle issue. He missed so Wednesday's practice. Yeah, he's got the ankle issue. Okay. But the coach is on record saying he could play this week. I think that's why you see a projection for him. Gotcha. Um. You know, if he plays I will to take, your point. <laughs> I will take a 60% Cooper Cup over 100% Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. <laughs> Even against Washington? <laughs> yes. In, in the way Dak's playing? Side note, Dak has been playing really good Yeah, I know. Um, I know. Anyway, not to get sidetracked by that. but um, It's a good I contract like, now. Yeah, it's still a bad contract. <laughs> um, I got to get my wins when I, know, I can. <laughs> I know. Because it'll turn. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, so, I... Uh, I don't like some of the matchups that that Stewart has. Yeah, you're that's you're not you know, wrong. Tyreek, say what you want about Ty- the Jets. That's a really tough matchup. Um, though I did hear, oh, you might have heard the same podcast about someone. They were talking about how the Jets just shut shut people down, Sauce Gardner, and they were like, no one can shut Tyreek down because they're human. <laughs> Basically, he's unguardable. Oh, and so <laughs> doesn't matter who it is if they're human. Uh, you can't guard it's him. It's not wrong, dude. I mean, Sauce is one of the best. And I, I am really interested to see what he does this week. Their matchup. Um, they you have to bracket him. You can't do not one guy can cover him. Yep. So, in fairness to that, yes. Yep. So uh, <laughs> we'll see. But no, I like uh, I like uh, Senior to win in a chocolate or sorry, handily. Ooh. Um, Yeah, dude, I might flip mine. I might flip mine to senior too, and just go with Stewart losing out and missing the playoffs. That's just a better storyline for the whole league. Mm. Yeah, not that it matters, but I'm gonna take. I am gonna jump ship. I'm gonna go with senior. Is, is there a uh, world where you and Stewart make the playoffs, or is it either or? You think? Oh no, there is because okay. uh, if Stewart wins, and then is there a world where you both out, miss it? Probably. He would have to lose because he could lose out and I could lose. And then uh, Lewis would jump him. Yeah. Lewis and Senior. Well, jump put him. it this way. If Senior wins, he'll they'll both have the same amount of wins as six. Right. With the same schedule, same the, opponents. The, the point is they can uh, Senior, Lewis, Jackson can all finish with seven wins, I believe. Yeah. And. Stewart can lose out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is possible. And then I obviously don't I can lose. Yeah, that goes back to seven being the number yep. earlier. Yep. Potentially. Yeah. No, that's an interesting one. All right. Moving on to Swift kick to the Dak versus Javaris and Lamar Jackson. I, he forgot the other part of that name was funny. It's Javaris yeah. and Lamar, Lamar's <laughs> so I can't remember. I'm gonna watch that later. Uh Lamar Jackson, uh, been an interesting ride. Uh, he's been hot and cold. I think it's dramatically impacted Jackson's team. Uh, see, you see those lows are pretty low, yep. which is funny for him because uh, his highs are outrageous. Yep. Um, so that's interesting. It, it has an effect. He's been more good than bad, so that's why Jackson's got a winning record. Uh you know, Jalen Warren, I've heard the comp of he's kind of the new Austin Eckler. <clears throat> it's a pretty fair point. Same body build, similar archetype of 
likes to catch the ball, um, got some juice. He's funny enough, definitely the better player between him and uh, yeah. Najee. Um, and I, I don't know where he was drafted, but Najee was definitely taken first. <laughs> so it's uh, it's a good thing he got the insurance because it ends up being he is, he's the better player. Garrett Wilson finished last week with negative points. Uh, do you think he was finished as wide receiver 104? <laughs> you were better than him in fantasy last week. I scored more points than Garrett Wilson. That's last right. Week. Let it be written. Uh, do you think that them switching quarterbacks is going to make a big difference? Or do you think Garrett Wilson is still going to be? Yeah, I mean, you can't be much worse than Zach Wilson. I mean... It's bad, man. It really as the number two pick. That's been, that's a big whiff. I, the Jets and the Browns cannot figure out how to draft a quarterback. I never, I didn't like Zach Wilson coming out. Um, so I mean, it's not shocking. What is but... it with the with the? Uh, this is a question for you guys who watched the college like tapes and stuff. But what is it with the guys that have like a really good workout right before the draft and then they skyrocket? And they flop like it's Zach Wilson, Malik Willis. Yeah, I mean Malik Willis. In fairness, it was a pretty Trey bad, Lance. It was a bad, yeah, Trey Lance. Yeah, it Malik Willis's draft class was bad, but um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's like they get people falling. I, in love I mean, with it's, I get it. Watching some of them, it's like, man, that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see how it happens. They have the tools, but they. There is something about being a good football player that this doesn't is, always translate. This is the reason that. I like Bryce Young so much is I think there's much more to to value and yep. what's going on in their head. That and, is fair. And all that that you don't because all these guys, frankly, at this level. Yeah. I mean, you go look at them in a weight room or just anywhere in life. You're like that guy yeah. is like when they're throwing on air. It's, it's like, did y'all see that. the pat? Were y'all watching the Eli Manning broadcast and Peyton broadcast? No, uh, I didn't. Oh, you should have. So they showed uh, they had uh, the Caitlin Clark on from Iowa, the, okay. the college uh, basketball player. And they showed highlights of Patrick Mahomes playing basketball. Oh, yeah. and it's him doing a crossover and then it's spin. And there's this crazy acrobatic move. Yes. And it's like, man, that's him in just everyday life relative to everybody. Yes. And and that's... and you look at him on the field, and it's like, man, he's not the quickest. Yeah. He is kind of athletic a little bit. But you look, you're like, man, that was awesome. It puts it in perspective real quick. The yeah. elite of the elite athletes. You're you're talking about, which is what's crazy when you can put them into huge tier breaks with guys like, you know, whether it's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, whatever at their in their heyday versus like the next guy because you're right mm-hmm. that next guy is still a freak athlete compared That's to the right. rest of the world but uh anyway going back to this matchup jackson uh has got some some real yo-yo players up and down uh and mike over here has got steady eddies um just all the way down i i, I don't have a hard time picking against mike i think mike's yep. team has got great matchups um i don't see really any holes in his starting lineup I'm concerned about Garrett Wilson. I'm concerned a little bit about Derrick Henry just because it's not the same Derrick Henry. Yep. Um, so uh, Amari Cooper has a terrible quarterback now throwing on the ball. So uh, you know what? Give me – I'm going to call – I'm going to go bold on this. I'm going to say give me Mike in a tsunami. Tsunami. I think it's going to be bad. Yeah. I, uh, By the way, Jackson only scored like 99 points last week. So I, I am very familiar with that. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, Digsy small normus lately. Am I right? <laughs> I mean, four points last week, five the week before that. Um, he's kind of banged up right now. And then on the flip side of that, you got CD Lamb, who's the number three receiver on the year. And as you look at just how that's played out, it's been really, really good the past four or five yeah, weeks. Yeah, look at that. Uh, wide receiver one, wide receiver three, wide receiver two. 19 last week, but 100, 117 yards, 158 yards, 191 yards, 151. He's getting the targets. Dak's seeing the field really, really well. He's making really good throws right now. And then you add in, you got a Washington matchup. I think CD is going to, to crush it this week. You combine that with the stack. Hmm. I think that is, I just love that matchup this week. And then you add in some of the, you look at it at who's, who Swift's got. Rashad White, obviously, is a top 10 running back on the year. Um, I think it's just too much to overcome with the fact of you look at the situations of Jalen Warren's in a bad offense for Jackson. Garrett Wilson's in a bad offense. Mm. Tyler, Con- let's double down on those Jets and add Tyler Con- Conklin, <laughs> right? Yeah. C- Cleveland, Amari Cooper doesn't have a quarterback. Yeah, that's bad. Right? Derrick Henry hasn't been himself. We talked about. Diggs being hurt I mean it's just too much to overcome and it's not surprising seeing Jackson score 99 points last week when you look at some of these situations and you look at these offenses that he's really put his team together with That's a good point and so I agree with you it's actually going to be a tsunami in Mike Staffel's favor this is another one that I'm hoping goes that way because again the more that Jackson Jackson six and five yep if Jackson can lose out, he's another candidate that I can hop. So yeah, I've got some selfish, selfish interests here, but they're again, lining up where I have an opportunity yep. to, to make a run yep. here. All right. Last matchup two of the oldest members in the league. I think the two oldest actually, yep. uh, we got team Batman 57 and wild thing. Some classics here. Uh, it's actually a pretty tight matchup. It's only a three point differential uh, as it stands right now. And, uh, again, uh, you know, my dad's team is, uh, it's pretty balanced. Uh, the, talk about doubling up with the bad offense. I don't like the Drake London, Bijan Robinson stack, mm-hmm. <laughs> mainly the Drake London part of that equation. And that's just mm-hmm. because any pass catcher in Atlanta is doomed to yeah. fail. Uh, how he ended up with Devin Singletary, I'll never know. Um, uh, but <laughs> He's uh Singletary's I was, been good lately. I know. Really good. Running back three yeah, two weeks ago, he played against, back five last week. He played against me last week, and I uh the week before that I saw him blow up and 150 yards, 112 yards the past two weeks, over five a carry. Well, he's getting a ton of work, and Pierce has been out helping with that, which that was such it's a, a good pick. offense to have right now. It's so funny because when Pierce is running the ball they couldn't run the ball and now singletary's figured it out so he's got something going uh over on lewis's side josh allen uh i think has been freed from ken dorsey and i think Mm -hmm. he's uh i think he's about to go on a tear so uh he's got a good matchup against philly um i they're in win. they're like every they gotta win yeah they're in my mode they're like their playoff start today um, they need a lot of help, and so they need to win every <clears throat> every single game. I don't like uh, AJ Dillon at all, um, <laughs> just as a human being. I just personally hate that guy. <laughs> uh, so fat, so I, overweight. It, it, it's so annoying because I thought the Packers' run game was going to be the one thing that you could count on. But yeah, whatever. 
um, but I, you know, the rest of his team, I funny enough have Ridley and Metcalf in my fantasy league. Uh, I'm sorry, my dynasty league. And uh, they've been a little hot and cold too. So uh, they're touchdown dependent. It seems like, yep. Uh, James Cook looked, has looked good lately. So uh, man, if, if you have to, uh, Hawkinson is really a big X factor for me in this game. If you click on him, he's the number one tight end in scoring. Um, in fairness, he hasn't had his bye week yet. So yep. once he goes through his bye week, I'm sure Kelsey or Kittle will pass him up. But that being said, um, he does have the ceiling to go over 20 points. Um, and as uh, Dobbs gets uh, more and more integrated in the offense, he loves to throw to the tight end. Um, I think that'll only help Hawkinson. So give me, unfortunately, give me Lewis in a chocolate starfish. Yeah, I think you covered it well. I've actually got Lewis uh, in a chocolate starfish as well. I just think he's uh, one kittle short of a win. (laughs) Yeah. Ask me yesterday what this matchup would have looked like. I probably would have given you a different answer. But, uh, you know, hey, I hope Khalil Mack gets you 30 points. and. Um, can really save your team. We did it. We made it through the matchups. We made it through the podcast. Do you have anything you want to No, say? just a shout out to the international viewers, uh, <laughs> listeners. You're, you're our true friends. Uh, two, true fans, my word, I can't speak this far and do it. Hey, we're doing you don't, it. You don't complain. You just give us kudos, shout outs. You love us unconditionally. Yes. So yes. I just want to give a shout out to you. All the Vladimir's, Putin, Zelensky, thank you so much for your support. And, uh, you know, we we really hope that you guys continue to tune in. Uh, all the Texas-based guys, you guys can shove it. <laughs>